0: All right, hold on. Let me uh, see if I can patch us in now to uh, the British lady. Hold on.
1: There we go. Welcome, everybody that's listening. Tim is off doing something to get his uh, end of the things uh, hooked up. But pretty soon, we're going to do our 2018 in review. Uh Oh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I was just doing an announcement, doing our uh, co-hosted What the Hell Was Wrong with 2018. I went through some of your news stories.
0: All right, nice. Well, those I said the, those notes cover all the biggest stuff I uh, I could kind of come up with, so I'm pretty happy with it. I kept coming up with shit till about eight thirty, and then I was like, all right, I'll stop or else, yeah, uh, you know, I'll keep adding shit.
1: So. You might you, what happens here is you might have to throw this stuff at me and then um, and have me uh, call bullshit or no or something like that because I looked at some of the stuff. I looked at the Bigfoot stories. I like. I am so pissed off because I looked at all the UFO stories. It's like that's balloons, that's birds. What the hell's wrong right, with those right. people? So we, we can talk yeah, about a few of those. Yeah, that's in there
0: about rocket launches and meteors. Yeah, so that's for sure. Rocket launches too. That seems to be the big thing lately. Um,
2: but yeah, yeah. One minute until Uh-oh. showtime. time. Oh, British. Did you already language.
0: start your show, or, or are you just writing something? I like got an announcement?
1: Oh no, no, I'm. Uh, I've already started the show. It's uh, it's broadcasting now because I got to get my oh. uh, pre-show banter in. You know.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, good. Um. So what's going on folks so my show is going to start you heard the lady in like a minute so
1: oh should i play my intro before yours comes in we can crossfade i'll crossfade into your intro how about that
0: (laughs) all right well she'll count yeah she'll let us she'll do some kind of thing um yeah yeah so so it's pretty good i i I threw in some uh some little bits in there that i thought were funny uh as far as stories go and shit so it should be fun i think we'll have a good time
1: all right, maybe I'll um, post uh, post show uh, recording. Maybe I'll put my intro in. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do that. Well, well, let, everybody's gonna have to wait through two intros here. And what is it? When is British oh, Lady gonna? Yeah, when is British I Lady care. gonna talk here?
0: She's coming up in a minute. I'm glad we well, uh, go live in
1: oh,
2: five seconds. There she is. Four, All right, three, two, two, one.
0: See, she's wicked professional.
2: <laughs> not <told me.
0: laughs>
1: coughing right into your theme song
0: i did that intentionally with a big smile on my face actually (laughs) (laughs) for the people that complain about me coughing during the show it was like it's one more time for you you assholes get
1: a cough button you amateur (laughs) (laughs) let's see if oh i better log into radio mischirioso to see it so i can comment on on my tiny tiny teeny little chat room
0: Here. and now ladies and gentlemen banal of america audio with your host tim banal who
1: the hell is that geek
0: an old friend of mine <laughs> do you want to play your do you want to play your intro music now so okay you can just do them all back to back
1: okay now everybody has to uh suffer through my intro music uh i'll do the i'll do the um since yours is uh, non-denominational, maybe I'll do my... No, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my It's Greg, because I, I haven't heard that in a while. Let's see. Here we go. Hey, oh, what? Can you hear that? Get your hands
2: up. Yeah,
0: where well, you are, uh, don't move. Yeah, I can hear oh, it well enough. Close the audience. Get easy, you glutes. Put away the hardware and relax. It's, well, it's Greg.
1: We talk over this one, too. This is the time I usually use to check everything to make sure it's running. Oh, I don't have a recording running. How about that? Well, the second recording. There we go.
0: Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That That is is why why you are are here. here. And now, for the first time, we are bringing to you the full story of what happened on that fateful day. We are giving you all the evidence based only on the secret testimony of the miserable souls who survived this terrifying ordeal. The incidents, the places... My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer.
2: Let us punish the
0: guilty.
2: Let us reward the innocent.
0: My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about Radio
1: There, now everybody had to suffer through both versions of the uh, Radio Mysteriosa theme. Let me turn that down. Okay, we're, uh, we're here with Tim Banal of uh, formerly of banalamerica.com and now with banalofamerica.com.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'll do my uh, no commercials, no subscription, no network, no rules. And at the end of the day, my friends, no comparison. Although tonight, we're like brothers in arms here because it's the simulcast. So there is comparison.
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, we, couldn't keep, uh, we couldn't keep you away or whatever. We couldn't keep away from Stan and we couldn't keep you away from Rucksgiving or me.
0: Yeah, pretty so. much and I added a bunch of other uh a couple other holiday shows. So, but I think this is it for me for uh I'm going back in hibernation after this. So, oh, no. the uh yeah. I may I have one idea, one more idea like that I might do uh but that's like one a one-off show. Yeah. So, but other than that, I don't expect to be doing anything uh for the time being. So, so if
1: people pick up the show on your feed, I'm going to sound like I'm speaking through my nose. And when they pick it up on my feed, you're going to sound like you're speaking through your nose. So depending on who you're yeah, favorite. Yeah, it was
0: great. I was thinking that when we were <laughs> trying to trying to get it together because I was like, you sound funny. And you're like, you sound funny. And it's like, it's really, it's like Jetsons and Flintstones, man. It's real. It's real simulcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jetsons and Flintstones. Uh, what people name it. Do we, do we want to talk about our work, working together?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, we don't have to talk too much about it. There's not much too exciting about it. Greg and I work for Coast to Coast. Uh, I'm the news editor now. Uh, I talked about this when I first came back in November, but yeah. yeah so remind everybody.
1: News. People don't know our business, so tell them, tell them your business.
0: Yeah. I do the news now at Coast to Coast. I've been doing it for a long time, actually, but uh, now I do it.
1: With his name? Uh, it's got a byline on the- there now.
0: Yeah, I have a byline, and I make uh, semi-regular appearances on the show on Friday nights. It's pretty much up to me uh, if I can want to do it. So I do a, a fair amount. I show up on Friday night uh, in the first hour and do like a little recap of uh, of the news of the week, my favorite stories of the week. And as I said uh, on the – I think I talked about it at the beginning of Rucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's exciting for me because it's a whole different like way of doing things. You know, not only is it like national yeah. radio, which is awesome, yeah. but it's like I'm, I'm kind of. Tim's like, on there, I'm, and it's like two,
1: three two, three million, two, three million people listening to him, going, "What happened this week?"
0: Yeah, exactly, and uh, it's amazing. You know, and it's it's like, yeah, I have it. You have to sort of hit your spots differently. It's a little bit like it's more performative. I mean, the best way to put it, which yeah. I like a lot, but it's unlike anything uh, I'm used to doing with Pinal of America or appearing on podcasts where it's just like we just let our hair, hair out, you know
1: yeah I mean that's a i- so, t- I try not to be too much different, but you know you kind of have to like, okay, here's the idea I have to push in this in the, in these uh five seconds I'm talking or ten seconds or thirty. Don't wander, punch that idea um when you get to the end of the idea, make sure that the host knows you're at the end of the idea and just not trailing off that kind of stuff
0: right right exactly, yeah, yeah, so it's a lot of fun, and uh to connect it to what we are doing tonight, uh we're doing the year in review and not to be like pat myself on the back or anything, but like I don't think of too many other people that uh, are as well-equipped for a year in review than me because I pretty much spent the whole year uh, covering paranormal news, so.
1: Yeah, and you've uh, uh, if you go to the Coast site, there's like how many, uh, you've got a whole bunch of year in review, like a thanks for 2019 or 2018 with all the links on it, UFO stories, Bigfoot stories, just the bizarre blotter, time travelers, that's a good one, we ought to talk about that.
0: Yeah, we're going to get into
1: that, yeah. yeah. Um, sea monsters, ghost videos, and just weird stories. So what do you want to start out with, our favorite UFOs or with something else?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I, we, I get the bitching audience, out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't expect to be as cynical as usual this year, I hope. I, I Well, I guess, sh- how was your year? <laughs> you know, like... Uh, uh oh yeah, and we yeah, I work for Coast to Coast, Greg works for Coast to Coast too. He does uh he fills in at the site uh and covers the shows, you know, for the for the webmasters and uh and uh, and uh what every second and fourth Sunday or so.
1: Yeah, also. and right. then you know, other ones. I think I did I did uh, a record, I think, nine shifts in December. Nice. Um so that was a lot of shifts and uh, uh Tim writes the news, he f- picks the news, he does the newsletter that goes out to everybody. And then I add to it. um, And then every time there's a guest on, which is every night, basically, when I'm on, I have to listen to the entire show, which sometimes is enjoyable, sometimes it isn't, and then recap basically what they said every hour. There's four hours, so i got to write four paragraphs, and I've got to be pretty fair and balanced and accurate about what I say about what they say. So no matter how I feel about the person, I try to just basically spit out what they said, even while I'm... He's probably looking at my keyboard and going ah, blah, 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 part of the time. <laughs> so that that's what goes on. But what Tim does is arguably a lot more enjoyable. He gets to find all the weird stories. When I'm there I find like the five news stories that are down there at the bottom of the page. It's called in the news, I think. Um but I try to spread it, you know, spread it around. I I've, I've got UFO stuff, I've got tech stuff, I've got um, astronomy stuff, science stuff. Um, and Tim does the same thing, but then he'll go and like find things like, "What the hell's going on with the flat earthers?" kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I have some leeway to really uh, get crazy. Which we'll, yeah, well, that was kind of the time travelers this year. That was the, that was my favorite, like bizarre trend. But yeah, so so I had a good year. I'm I'm pretty happy with how it shook out. It almost makes me worried about 2019 because I'm like one of those people that naturally worries. So it's like. Well, this is a pretty above average year uh, for me. So, so it's like it can only go down from here, you fucker. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if that nightmare keeps me up much longer uh, at the start of the year. But yeah, it's kind of like, uh, geez. Because like even on New Year's Eve, like for some reason my car was having troubles. I was, I'm like one of those people that sees omens and stuff. So it was like I had to call like AAA to come and jump the battery. And it's like I didn't. How did I leave the battery on? I'm like, this is not. This was, like, in the middle of the day, so luckily it was, you know, uh, not actually right before New Year's Eve, but it was on the day, and it was just like, oh, jeez, this is not – this is worrisome. <laughs> this, is, this is not a good – this is not a good way to go into the year, but we'll see. I just feel like 2019 is going to be tumultuous for everybody, but – yeah, we'll nobody's
1: real happy about it. All you hear is like, "There's going to be a stock market crash," and you know, "There's the, a, the government's going to shut gonna down. Shut and down and everything's going to turn over." Um, you know, don't buy anything right now. All the, sell all your stocks, all that. So, who knows? Yeah, Everybody, we're just kind of at the the mercy of uh, the, the the deep state and the power elite and the Illuminati and the whoever the hell else you want to blame.
0: Yeah, that's really true. It's we're we really just kind of on the we're we're yeah. We're just sitting and watching the ride at this point, so there's nothing we can really do about it. Um, on that note, so yeah, we'll uh, we can jump into the stuff. Like I said, I think like our target audience is the UFO buffs, so and I use that lovingly.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, I, I'm the target audience for that too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess
1: what's up in 2018? I, I saw the list.
0: Yeah. Well, I try to. I, I, I guess for for this conversation, in a sense, it's like almost I want like to pull back some and see kind of like what, as far as just with, instead of like kind of digging right into like okay, this specific thing happened. It's like I think the TTSA that thing sucked the air out of ufology in a sense. Uh, yeah, that was like all the major news sort of circulated around that for the most part. Right, right. Um. So, and I, I try to be unbiased about this. Like, I really, and I know some people probably don't believe me, but it's like, I really don't have a dog in this fight.
2: <laughs> no,
1: I don't so. either. I've forced myself not to. I've, I've, uh, very, at the very beginning, I just thought, you know what? I'm not for them. I'm not against them. And with that attitude, I can hopefully sit back and just kind of look and, and make my own decisions about it. And, um, basically, you know, when the time is right to say something, I'll say something, even if it's never. Uh, and they—they're they, poised. They say to you know, naps said the other day he had Elizondo on like a few weeks ago and said, "Oh, there's going to be big things this year. Big things, big things." So, um, there's going to be a conference in um, at the end of March in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, no, Mar- March 15th through 17th, uh, the um, scientific conference on anomalous aerospace phenomena, put together by the. Uh, Scientific Coalition for Ufology, the SCU people, and guess who the you know the uh, the main speaker is, keynote speaker is Elizondo. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say you were going to be there. Oh, oh hell I no, heard I heard this event.
1: I it might <laughs> be there. I don't know. It might be their first one. Scientific conference on anomalous aerospace phenomena.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um, not too expensive. Yeah, no, we'll, like we'll 100, see. hundred sixty I mean,
1: bucks we, for the whole weekend. Go ahead.
0: Oh yeah, well we'll see what they do in twenty nineteen. I mean. uh... I thought I, I, the stuff they produced was interesting, but I, it wasn't really, it was like everyone took that article last year in the Times and the revelation about the program to be like this like earth-shattering event. I guess in a sense it was, because it sort of like tilted the axis of ufology, where now this is like the biggest story.
2: Um, oh, it really right, did.
0: But sort of, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, we only have like, inch of the ball you know, we haven't really moved the ball as far as, like, getting to the bottom of this. And that's what, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, that's sort of the modus operandi of their whole mission, right? Yeah. So, well,
1: the other thing is when you, know. you look at the big noise, like, the I think of it as a, ma- a magic trick. Just that's how I'm predisposed. Everybody says, look at this, look at this, look at this. And, you know, what's going on besides looking at that? There's other things going on. I'm sure there are. Um, so right. if you pay too much attention to the show, you're going to miss what's going on. You know, go look behind the curtain every once in a while, see what those people are doing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to be patient with uh, with whatever they're doing, um, you know, but it, it is frustrating sort of like where you see a lot of – there's a lot more tease than uh, delivery. So that's kind of like frustrating. I no,
1: think. I don't know. That might be part of it. I, who knows? I, we'll see what happens with these, these uh, supposedly these uh, uh, metamaterials or anomalous materials that came from crashes or something. Um, Diana Pasolka talks about that in her book, which is coming out near the end of the month here. That's going to be a, for me, that's a huge, that's the biggest event for me for 2019 and the anticipation of 2018 of it coming up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what Redfield said uh, when we had him on a few weeks ago, he was really looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's sort of like the story to watch. It's still unfolding. It's hard to really, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to really say much about, you know, little, like, I guess since we kind of, like, I kind of think of this show as sort of, like, I think people can go back and listen to them and kind of get an idea. Like, like little things sort of happened with this TTSA thing where, like, the Tic Tac UFO case became kind of their signature thing. And sort of we, we learned a little bit more about the program, um, but really not much. So, you know... I I I hope that I hope that they can uh, put some points on the board next year. Yeah,
2: yeah. you know what?
1: I'm, I'm saying right. all these things, and not say, <laughs> I'm not saying no. I hope they fail, or it's terrible, or you know they're full of crap. It's like I don't know. I really don't. But I'm sitting here yeah, with my just, popcorn, yeah, yeah. waiting to see what happens. I mean, it could be wonderful. It could be meh. It could be you know. It could be a horrible disinformation campaign. I do not know, and I'm not going to make a decision on it. I'm not going to make a determination on it. I'm just watching. Right. You know, and I think that's exactly, probably that's my yeah. that's my favorite uh that's my that's been my favorite attitude since I was a kid. I'm gonna sit back and watch and see what happens. Um unless unless it's something that direct directly affects me or threatens me or threaten people I care about or whatever, um, what other other attitude can you have? And your perspective is gonna get screwed up if you start getting Alar! you know. So
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If the only yeah, to, the only thing really that <laughs> irritates me about the story is sort of like uh, is sort of the like the the rank and file <laughs> it's like fighting that goes on uh, about it. Or it's yeah. like if you're not excited, if you're not excited enough about this, or if you express any any reservations about this or anything like you know, it's like very black and white, and it's like, geez, man, this is really. <laughs> you know, what if what if I just kinda want to yeah. watch this see what there's happens? There's people but, that want
1: to be on yeah. the bandwagon because they think it's the most wonderful thing in the world and there's others that just want to throw water on it because they think it's, you know, it's BS or it's um just the same more of the same or maybe it's just play a hate. So you don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, so that's really yeah. So we'll see what they do, you know we we'll see what they do. They're making a lot of promises for 2019, so I'd like to see something kind of tangible that we can like get our hands on. You know, no, whether it's a it. genuinely good piece of footage or
2: you my, know, my, but my, I said
0: my I, prediction I, I
1: was, is just as intangible as before, but maybe more intriguingly yeah. intangible.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I was saying I was said to on um, a couple of these shows in this been holiday season that uh, <laughs> I just found good one. Uh, I, I, thank you. I just feel like, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's for the general public, too, but it's like, unless something happens, like, now, it's hard to really get too excited, I think, the people, the, you know, the mainstream people. I think it's uh, everyday people, I mean. Uh, it's hard for them to get too excited unless it's, like, happening right now. So it's yeah. like, hey, we have a piece of metal that came from an alien spaceship or whatever. Like, I don't think that would really get, people would be interested in shit, but I still think, like, even that's not going to. You know, it has to happen right fucking now. For yeah, well,
1: that and you know, if you walk out your door and you still have to go to work the next morning, I don't think that may, it's going to not be that different either for most people. Um, what happens right, you know, well, when it like, starts a making
0: video? It, we got from a jet in 2013. Yeah, it's, even if it's a really good video, it's like, okay, that's just like, yeah, that's a UFO. Okay, thanks. Well, I don't you think that
1: I don't think a lot of this is to convince the general public because I think the general public for the most part thinks there really is. Um, a thing that that there really are aliens and they have visited here, and that you know that the 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 same old hardline um, right. hardware thing. I think that's what most people think of it because they don't have time to think of it past that. They got other stuff to do. So what this is for, I think, is in a lot of ways, is for policymakers and um, people with money and all that. That's what they're trying to affect, I think. And for what reason, I do not know. I, you know, that, they said it straight out. They want to get. They want to use this technology to. Uh, create technology that we can use. They, 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 who knows that yeah. the, they might be saying exactly, in a lot of ways, exactly what they're trying to do straight out. Um, and, but that's just part of it, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know. Um, the other thing, I, I do, guess. I do not
1: fix- wish them
2: ill.
0: No, no, not at all. No. <laughs> you know, I may come off surly and cynical, but it's like it's the people who irritate me, <laughs> you <know>, the organizations.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all systems are perfect till people get involved. That—that's my quote.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so to jump off that, I found that the it seemed like that. Uh, that the this fervor around this TTSA thing and the in the story and everything kind of like changed the way we saw UFOs. They, they, they had a good year, let's put it that way. Like UFOs had a had a banner year. I think they are gonna have a bigger year next year. Um, but the one and then of course uh we'll get to the, yeah we'll get to the bad UFOs. But the the one thing I noticed because like I said I've been sort of combing the news here for years now um, was that this year there were three cases where pilots, pi- the the pilots reported UFOs. Right. And that, that 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 made the news, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like the UFOs, but it's like that they, that this somehow made the news. And it's like, I, you know, like I said, uh, I've been doing this for a few years. I was like racking my brain. It's not really, that's not like an every year occurrence. That, no, no. Kind of story makes the news. And here and we got there three. Were three of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. there's probably always stories like that they just don't make it into the news because one of the results I think of the TTSA thing is a softening of of the media towards this there's not maybe not as much giggle factor and more uh willingness to report these things as newsworthy and not I noticed less jokes than there less you know cartoons about little men from other planets and all that it's just kind of like hey this weird thing happened and some pilots reported it so that that actually was kind of a sea change as uh as opposed to 2017
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think also what happened is like uh, they they saw good. how big that that story was, and it's a business. So yeah, now, that too. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they they'll, they're on board with like this is like when pro wrestling was hot, <laughs> and all of a sudden you'd see like yeah, you know, you'd see like wrestlers in commercials and. Um, you know, they'd be like, I don't know, presenters on the Golden Globes or whatever, you know, and stuff like that, where all of a sudden they were like, yeah, they, they were like, okay, we welcome you into the tent for now, you know, so that's, I think that's kind of what's going on.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's uh, momentarily, quote unquote, respectable. Um, yeah. And and that's fine. I mean, if the less giggle factor on this, I think the, the better for everybody. Um, and the faster, and this is a wish of mine for the past few years, the faster it'll be taken out of the hands of amateur ufology and put in the hands of people that um, have the, the funding and the and the degrees and the brains and hopefully the flexibility in their belief systems or whatever, or their methodology to um, start looking this in a different way. I think that's what um, DeLong's people tried to uh, corner and the, I'm sure there's other people, uh, groups in this country and others that are doing the same thing and probably have been for quite a while. I think we're sort of behind in this.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of still fairly verboten. So, <laughs>
1: so what were the three? There was the Irish one, there was one in Arizona, and what was the other one? Uh, the the uh, pilot the pli- pilot Over reports. Long
0: Island. The Arizona one was probably the best one, because that was uh, two separate pilots and two and, you know, into a different aircraft.
1: Yeah, I, I listened to the audio of that, which is just fascinating me to hear the audio just because I, I, I'm about 90% up on what they're actually talking about when they're just like, okay, the flight level, blah, blah, blah. Um, contact this, you know, contact LA Center, contact, you know, so, but.
0: Yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah that's kind of, that's another reason I think maybe why it stood out because I know you and I figured, uh, uh, that, you know, you would, uh, like, how, First of all, I have actually a couple of questions about this, and you, you'd be the one who would know. I hope so. so. Like it, it, in that situation,
1: yeah, maybe you better tell people uh, what happened. Actually, what's that? Uh, maybe give some background on what this—the uh, one over or, over Arizona was.
0: Oh, I just meant as a pilot. Like, like you're—I'm trying to sort of get an idea of like. Uh, I mean, essentially, two pilots from two different crap things saw uh, something anomalous. I mean, there's no real you know, I can't, if I dig deeper into it, probably yeah, like a at, shiny at
1: night, um, over, I think Southern Arizona, um, February 24th, 2018. So like at the beginning of the, of last year, basically the second month of last year.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to see if they, if anyone describes it, uh, hovering, not moving. Uh, he was not sure if it had been a balloon, but, uh,
1: yeah, that one of uh, yeah, them actually so, said Google balloon. It's like, is that a Google balloon or something like that?
2: Um Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Says it was it, just really beaming light or had a big reflection. That was a shiny object. That's what the guy uh, yeah. said. Yeah, you're right. I kind of needed to <laughs> said that. So that's what that got, the two one guy, yeah. So two guys were like, "Hey, did you just see that thing go by?" and contacted uh you know?
1: Yeah, one buddy. Some one of the first pilots said something just went by. So you have it on radar. The uh, Albuquerque center said no, and then a few minutes later, another guy was who was listening on the frequency because I guess that's a frequency. What when they're at that out altitude in that airspace said um, probably heard what was going on. I'm sure they heard what was going on. and said yeah, yeah, we just saw that thing too, and then the a yeah. couple of people make like you like say UFO and and kind of kind of laugh about it, and then that's it. At least as far as that recording is concerned.
0: What right, did, right. And then well, the, the next one was a guy on Long Island, and he uh, he, he found the air traffic control. That was in – this was in June. He said, he, has, he says, I have an object in front of me, and I don't know what it is. Then They were like – the operator's like like a drone or something. And he says he doesn't think that's the case because the object is bigger than a drone. And then the radar reporter said she didn't see it on radar. Uh, and then he, then he asked to move away from the object, Um and he does. Then they ask him what it was. Now that he's safely away, and he says, "Definitely something was there." Um, the controller replies, "We have to assume it was a drone. I don't know if that's a safe assumption or not, but that's what we'll go by." So.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it depends on the altitude too. And then,
0: oh yeah, and then the, and then after the controller said that, he replied, "Actually, it looked like it had lights on it." <laughs> so then she says, "That's really interesting." Um, and well, then drones have pause.
2: lights
1: on them. I've got three drones. They all have <laughs> lights on them.
0: Right, right. He said it was bigger than it. Oh, yes. All right. That's the question. Okay. That that is exactly what I want to ask you, though. Okay. Okay. So, what is the likelihood you've been up there in a plane as the pilot? A, we'll start with A. What is the likelihood that, like, if you saw something like a drone, uh, I don't know what time this one was at. So, let's just go with day and night. We'll just cover them all. We'll cover them all. It's a spectacular simulcast. So, if you see. (laughs) If you what like what is the uh, you know what what could you make that distinction? That's the word I was looking for. Could you make that distinction if you were uh, in that situation? Do you think, or is it so? Is the object really so hard to um, you know? Or, or, or are there you know? Is it really that? Is it possible that there something could be so confounding, even though it's uh, prosaic? There, finally, I got all the words I was trying to say.
1: It depends on uh what time of day it is what the weather conditions are um uh really important is how fast you're going because you know going faster you can't get as good look at it uh and your altitude um because if you're at you know 25,000 feet and you say it's a drone it's, no it's probably if it's a drone it's a military one and it's not the one you would think of it would probably be just one of those you know UAVs that have the you know predators or whatever like that um, I don't think they have things with the four or eight or whatever six props flying up at twenty five thousand, thirty thousand feet. They just they they can't. Um well they could I guess, but the air is too thin for them to really do anything. Helicopters can't yeah. go above a certain uh altitude because the air is too thin. Um and certainly drones. So there's a lot of factors in there. I mean the one in Long Island, where was the where 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 was that seen? What altitude and was it near an airport or anything, do you know?
0: Uh It was over Long Island. I don't know. Uh, He was flying a Piper Saratoga.
2: Okay, private.
0: He was at 6,000 feet um, over the town of Huntington, New York at around 1 p.m. in the afternoon, so daylight. And um, he saw an object bigger than a drone in front of him that he thought had lights. I don't know how he'd think it would have lights. I guess maybe you can see lights in the daylight. I don't know. You're the pilot. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, he says, yeah. Uh, sounding somewhat confused, uh, is it a drone or something? Then the pilot sell, tells him he doesn't think it's the case because the object is bigger than a drone. Um, and then he couldn't see anything on radar. Um, depends on what, it, you know... Uh, I guess how a, far a away... A consumer you drone really say- you probably couldn't see on radar because, one, it's plastic, and two, it's so tiny. It's like the size of a bird. Yeah. So it probably wouldn't show six, up on radar. Um, is
0: 6,000 feet possible for a drone?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know okay. what a what a... You could probably send it up 6,000 feet. I have, I, you know, the, the air is not so thin there that it couldn't operate. Um, yeah. Also, I've, I've sent drones, you know, a mile or more away from me. And that's, that's about, that's a little, you know, drones right now are, are rated, at least consumer ones, for something like three or four miles, maybe five and 6,000 yeah. feet. If you're directly under it, that's well within the capabilities of controlling a drone. Um, but uh, I think he knows what the thing looks like, so I don't think that thing was the, what what he was talking about. Uh, wasn't a drone because if he's a if, you know if he's a pilot, I'm sure he knows what drones look like and um, that they're basically you know a body of uh, some sort of body with a bunch of uh, arms on it with helicopter blades. So right, right. if it doesn't look like yeah, that, I, I, then, yeah, and and plus the fact that he's in a Saratoga, I. I think the cruising speed is probably somewhere around 200 miles an hour. And the fact that he was able to look at it for a while means that either it was far away from him or traveling almost as fast as him, which a drone can't do unless it's, you know, kind of commercial military grade. Yeah. Um, And that's as much as my informed opinion Ah. can tell me.
0: That's exactly what I was kind of looking for. So, yeah. So it's so it's. Yeah.
1: So that probably wasn't a drone. I would agree with a pilot that was saying, no, that's not a drone. Because okay, the drone yeah, would, kind of he would pass wondering. it up like very quickly.
0: Cause yeah, because like you hear the sort of air traffic control, and they're like, or I will just say it was a drone, and it's like, well, I don't think it was a drone. So it's like, could he really have made that mistake? Or do you go with the guy who's in the air looking at it? And, you know, one would assume, I think, like like you said, it's like, I think he would know what a drone looks like, but maybe there are instances where uh, I mean, and it's like, it, like, like we were just saying, it's like it was one in the afternoon, so it's not like he was like, not like it was like late at night or or after dark or whatever, or you know, there doesn't seem to be any mitigating factors which would have explained why he wouldn't.
1: Yeah, um, and it's and it, yeah, it's, was looking. It's at. daytime, so it's and the fact that he could see lights on it means that the lights were brighter than drones usually are, because in the daytime you can't really see them too well, especially because they point down. At least the ones I have and most of the ones I've seen. Um, oh,
0: yeah. See, that's see, I wouldn't even know that. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. We'll see if we see more of those this year. Um, you right. know, and the Irish one, it was kind of written off as like a... Piper like Saratoga's scru-
1: cruising speed is uh, 170 miles per hour or so. All right. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: Um, Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, so the Ireland UFO one, that was like three pilots saw something. It was kind of written off as... um as a fire as a meteor. But uh David Metcalf raised the possibility that it was some kind of like military drone test, I think. I apologize to him if I messed that up, but um it was some some there was some kind of exercises going on at the same time um that he thinks, you know, that well, he chastised the media, rightfully so I guess, for, for missing that. Um and just writing it off as a meteor. But they they quickly, it was an interesting one, because, like, three pilots saw this thing, sort of, and it did sound like a meteor. And then they quickly assembled, like, this was in the U.K., so <laughs> talk about, like, uh, the media difference. They, like, quickly found experts who were, like, right away were like, that was just a, that was just a meteor, it's just a meteor, so. uh
1: um, Yeah, but that's not really what they described, and the thing changed uh, changed direction. Not that this matters, I mean, in, in kind of the big scheme of things, how many... Videos, films, pilots, citing uh, things, military pilots, radar traces. Do you need to prove to you that there's something weird going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, so at this yeah. point, it
1: becomes it becomes porno, as I call it, UFO porno.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what the if this is some kind of trend where we're going to see more of these pilot cases, and uh, and if so, like. That gives them a little more air of uh, gravity. So that maybe for people who are fans of sort of like the conspiratorial end of things. It's like maybe they're edging us. Maybe they're edging them, the public, into more uh, taking this more seriously because now we're hearing about pilots seeing them. So who knows?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, as long as there's more, you know, uh, uh, the, I, the object is to get. I th- I can't remember who coined this term. Maybe it was Stanton Friedman to get respectable people to, or um, yeah, respectable t- people to re- treat it, to treat the subject respectably, so that more progress can be made in understanding what it is, what it might be, yeah. what causes it, whatever you want to say.
0: Um, yeah. And then you wanted to t- you you took issue, and I I I, <laughs> I mentioned this, and you were you're uh, aghast at all the bad UFO videos. Yeah, I. It was a bad year for UFO videos. Uh, I wasn't (laughs) really impressed. I was just talking to
1: Red Pill, and he said the same thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really wasn't (laughs) impressed with, like, anything I saw this year. And, um, you know, and I see, I think I see all of them, really, are the main ones. So, um, yeah, Yeah. I don't know what happened, because I don't know if it's just, well, I'm glad Red Pill said it, too, because that's. At least I know it's not like my own internal bias or something. Yeah. Flying humanoid uh, from
1: Mexico. I looked at that. It's like, that's a balloon, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Uh, UFO filmed inside of a lightning bolt. Either there's something going on in the atmosphere that makes it look like there's a triangular UFO in it, or somebody's messed with it uh, in Photoshop exactly, or something. Yeah. Trio of odd orbs seeing over a forest in France I, France. I looked at that. It looked like approaching aircraft. They didn't really move very much. Um and the eerie flock of crows swarming a spherical object in Marina del Rey, right near me in California, I looked at that for a while and it's like, wow, they really are flying. Around. No, wait a second. They're like 50 feet or 100 feet. They're a lot closer to the camera than whatever that object is, and they're not swarming it. It's just it's a matter of perspective. And the object is probably the Goodyear blimp.
0: Yeah, or a balloon of some kind, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. there's wind. See, that, I looked and that and, was probably the most interesting of the, it of was. the bunch. That one it was made so me look looking. a little
1: bit longer. And I, I said, it's not a balloon because if it was a free, a free floating balloon, the, the, there's palm trees in the foreground that are whipping around. So there's a decent wind going. And if you look at the, the, whatever it is in the background, it's kind of heeled over, pointed sort of in the direction. I mean, the ground wind and the, and the wind at altitude might be different. Uh, but it, it generally, if it's Marina Del Rey, it's coming from the beach. It's coming from the west. Um, you know, to the left side of the picture and you can look up there and the, and whatever it is, the, the, the odd shaped object. Um, appears to be trying to, um, quarter into the wind if it's the Goodyear blimp. And I even saw a little white dot in the middle of it, like it's a gondola. So I'm pretty sure it was the Goodyear blimp with a bunch of crows flying, you know, right near the ground of the Goodyear blimp, like, you know, a mile away or th- three or four miles away and 5, right, right in 5,000 feet, yeah. 5,000 feet in the air. So.
0: Yeah. I so see a lot of, like, it was a really frustrating one. is like, I see a lot of ones where the person, like, I, it irritates me, I guess, because you wonder, like, are they that do they really not know this or are they just trying to, like, make a fake thing? But it's like when well, they film and it's just the reflection of, like, their phone off the glass of the window or whatever, you know, and it's like, maybe yeah, there's they, maybe lots he, of those. It, what's that?
1: There's lots of those. The reflections on the glass thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd say like probably 90% of the people really don't realize that that's what it is. But there are some people and that, you know, there there are probably others who are like, oh, look what happened when I filmed this with my phone. It looks like a UFO. I'm going to send it off, you know, but
1: yeah, I think the people that are going to be impressed with it are impressed with it already. And the people that are not are never going to be. So that's why I've 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 gone right off video and film and uh, uh, and. I kind of like, I'll, I'll glance at things, but I don't really look because I'm, I'm never rewarded with a, oh my God. The only one I've ever seen that I really like was shot in Vegas in the late eighties. And it looks like a bunch of lights doing the falling leaf motion and supposedly over, uh, uh, Nellis Air Force Base north of Las Vegas. It's, it's a pretty amazing to me. It's a pretty amazing video because it does what UFOs are supposed to do. And it was shot in an era when you couldn't do that as a, an effect to make it look very good at all. Actually, you couldn't do it at all then. Yeah, so the older I'll stuff to dig, might be. A, can, yeah, sorry.
0: No, no, I was gonna say somebody should uh, dig dig that out, and I'd like to see that. Ah, that's all. Yeah. Well, it's certainly yeah. That's where all the weird shit happens out there in, in uh, Vegas. So, you know.
2: Yeah,
1: as uh, NAP says, uh, all the, all the news leads through Vegas, especially yeah. all the weird news and and uh, UFO news and. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, anomalous uh, uh, well, military stuff, obviously, because they're right next yeah, to yeah. one of the biggest uh, Air Force or, uh, yeah, Air Force uh, defense facilities in the world there. Uh, the whole complex, all the way from Nellis Air Force Base through to Area 51, which I think is part of the Nellis range. And then you get over to the east, I mean, sorry, to the west of there, you got the Mercury site, which is all, where all the atomic testing went on.
0: Yeah. It's very, uh, yeah, it's it's where the, all the action is.
1: Yeah, the there's a lot of restricted airspace around there. I was looking. Somebody I, I know wanted to go out there and fly a drone like near Area 51. It's like, eh, depending where you are, you probably shouldn't do that. But um,
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't fly.
1: You can, If you fly a drone into Area 51, you'll get it shot down. But if you stay on the highway, I noticed on the map, you're in a military operations area. You're not in a restricted or prohibited area. 51 is prohibited um, uh, along the extraterrestrial highway is restricted. I'm not restricted, but it's a military operations area, MOA, which means you actually don't need permission to do anything to fly through it. You just have to watch out for, like, low-flying jet aircraft that could dis- just disintegrate you when, you when they run into you. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Yeah, I'm ruining your drone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, former you tell me, they're expensive, so you probably don't (laughs) want to...
1: Ones that can go up high enough are probably in the order of $1,500 to $2,000, so they're not nasty, but they're well within reach of most people.
0: Yeah. So that was it, really, for UFOs. I mean, uh, I think, yeah, we'll see what happens this year, you know? I think it's going to be a big year for UFOs still.
1: Yeah. I've got high hopes. I want to see what... um, Elizondo, who is probably seems to have taken over the narrative TTSa at this point. Um, uh, what 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 he has in store? I mean, besides that uh, thing in, uh, in, in in Huntsville, Huntsville in uh, which coincidentally is where a, a, there's a giant NASA facility there. I think uh, uh, they started there in the 60s, building uh, Apollo and uh, slightly earlier aircraft uh, uh, rockets. Right. Yeah, so that's going to be yeah Friday the fifth March fifteenth to Sunday March seventeenth.
0: Alfred Lemberg should go. He lives in Alabama.
1: Oh, does he? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I yeah, I'm yeah. knowing him all these years, I never knew where he lived.
0: Yeah, I told him to get the hell out of there, and he's like, <laughs> he's like I can't.
1: So all right, we've we've um, used, wasted, spent forty minutes on UFOs. Um, what do you want to go on to? Bigfoot's. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, we can do. Yeah, we'll do cryptids next. Okay, um, this will be. I think all the other stuff. You and I are far less opinionated about the other stuff. <laughs> oh,
1: <So, laughs> Bigfoot, that's cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Check yeah. it out, dude. Uh, Bigfoot. Woohoo. <laughs> um. So okay. So yeah, I kind I, I kind of skipped for the purposes of this program, Bigfoot per se, because it was just sort of like another another good year for Bigfoot. He's sort of like still you know he's sort of established it it, it 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 has established itself as sort of like uh i don't know a, a, a pillar of the community. Yes. <laughs> that might be the best way to put it. He's being honored in towns across America who are naming him their it it or her whatever or the the official cryptid of their uh, community and um, How many places
1: know. did that? Like at least 2.
0: It's up to like 5 or 6 now. Really? It's actually yeah, yeah, so, and they're probably, yeah, i have been tracking this story for a couple of years, they're trying to put the Sasquatch on a license plate in Washington, but it keeps getting bogged down in uh, comedianship, um, so yeah, I mean, Bigfoot, you know, big, the other thing was, yeah, there was big the Bigfoot porn thing with the person that was running for office <laughs> that was accused of yeah. writing Bigfoot porn, that was probably, unfortunately, the biggest Bigfoot story of the year, honestly, uh, that I can think of, it was... It was, like, you know, an unusual array of Bigfoot pictures and videos and stuff. So nothing really too scientific about Bigfoot, but more that it's, like, even more and further becoming a pop culture icon, if you will.
1: Yeah, but no – yeah, there's no – I guess there was, like – every video that came out, I think, is just kind of like, well, it could be something. It could be something in a suit. You never see – um like a Bigfoot staring you in the face from three feet away and then like grunts and runs away. It's it's uh it's like UFOs. I mean you'll see something, but it's never that close.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's very they're very similar in that regard. So um so yeah, that was it with yeah, I mean uh I get no complaints, I guess, because I uh you know, I'm happy to see how people love Bigfoot now, which is kinda cool because like when I was a kid I loved Bigfoot, and no one really cared. You know what I
1: mean. <laughs> now whole you know towns I mean? like, are making them the his the making yeah. him the uh, official uh, animal of their town. Uh, yeah, Whitehall, like, Whitehall, I, I, I White New was York. Cool years dude. ago. Yeah, I was told that I I read um, I read all the Bigfoot books in the library along with the UFO ones when I was a kid, um, including I think a- Ivan Sanderson's um, A Bottom Abominable Snowman Legend Come to Life. I think is the name of that book. Which yeah. isn't specifically Bigfoot, but it's the same, you know, it's like, you know, uh, a unknown uh, hair-covered hominid, uh, elusive hominid. Uh,
0: aren't they all? <laughs> um, okay, so next we got, uh, yeah, I, I kind of focused on this over at the coast site, because uh, it stuck out to me when I was going over all the stories, and that was just that, like, sea creatures, uh, they... Yeah, a couple of years ago it was like everyone was talking, or I saw a lot of stories. I guess you'd say uh, about the thylacine, and that kind of faded away this year. And then uh, yeah. sea creatures kind of became the big thing
1: well, this year. Right. Which thylacine the is a, a native Tasmanian animal, which supposedly went extinct, I think, in the 19th century. Basically, yeah, it looks like tiger. It, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very it's an old looking feline, <laughs> or was. Strange, mar- um, strange markings on it. Go ahead.
0: No, it's actually a dog. That's the weird part. It's oh, okay. A dog, okay like okay. a dog-like species. That's right. That's which right. Is the I'm sorry, founding part of the Tasmanian tiger. The dog with like stripes and a stiff tail. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, the stripes they, they, it
1: on its butt.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that people like down there. Some people down there think survived. Uh, what would you call that? Uh, being declared extinct. Yeah, he survived extinction.
1: Yeah, so, but this year um, was uh, aquatic cryptids.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm going upstairs to making coffee. So hopefully people uh, don't don't get too confounded. But yeah. So um, yeah, it was another year. Nessie, Tim's a
1: professional. He can do this while he makes coffee.
0: Yes. So, you know, <laughs> so Nessie was like, I, I think I think it was about the same as last year. It's, it's been on the rise. So they there's been the number of Nessie sightings. So it was like, I think there were like 13 or 14 total. Um, But I mean, that's kind of like par for the course, I guess you could say, because as I said, it's been kind of creeping up every year. But the cool part, I thought, that sort of tied in with that was the Canadian sea monster.
2: Lake monster.
0: Lake monster, yeah. Ogopogo. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool because that's not... That has like its moments, but it's not like Nessie where it's like you get nine or ten or whatever sightings a year. This one you maybe get like this is the first I've heard of it in a long time. So you know, I mean obviously I've heard of it, so it's was heard, heard from Ogopogo <laughs> in a long time. So that and there was like three sightings uh clustered together in the fall. So that was pretty cool.
1: Did they get I mean, a I... video of it or anything of Ogopogo?
0: Yeah, I think there's like one video and uh, maybe a photo.
1: Okay. Yeah. And yeah, one because uh, that's Lake Okanagan uh, in um, British Columbia. Actually, my first girlfriend was Canadian, and she had a she got a art degree from. Um, she couldn't remember the name of the school though, but we didn't have internet then, so we we couldn't remember the name of the co- college. She said it was next to Lake Okanagan, so we met for a. <laughs> For a uh, resume we sent out, we said it was Ogopogo College. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew about Ogopogo and Lake Okanagan, And she said, I don't think it was Okanagan College. It was something else. I said, how about Ogopogo College? Okay, let's just use that. Because she, of course, knew what, who Ogopogo was.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did she get the job?
1: I think she did actually, because you know oh, what are the, wow. how are they going to check on the Ogopogo College in pre-internet days? They'd have to call up, Can- call up Canada. Give me the number for Ogopogo <laughs> College. <laughs> what? Are you kidding? <laughs> Click. You know.
0: <laughs> um, Others, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, I don't have anything to say about Ogo. Like, <laughs> just that he showed up. Just that he showed up three times this year, and yeah, uh,
1: no, nothing he hasn't from showing uh, up in a while. Nothing from uh, Lake Champlain, Champlain, in uh, New York. Uh, champ, Champ, the uh, the the. Well,
0: uh, no sightings, but the they're going to give him a license plate. They're trying to. So, so he's there's a race now in my mind, a race between Washington State and their three and their Sasquatch license plate that they've been trying to do for two years, and now this proposed <laughs> Champ license plate in Vermont. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's it first.
1: Yeah, the the lake is uh, borders New York State and Vermont, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I keep thinking it's in New York State, and it's no, it's both. It's the border runs down the middle. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. What was the? I'm back at the. uh, I'm back at the home office.
1: Apparently, Nessie was (laughs) Nessie was honored on a coin. You said here in some in one
0: of your oh yeah 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 they did and Stonehenge, but there wasn't any place to mention that. So. uh, um. Yeah, yeah. They 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 put Nessie and Stonehenge on coins and uh, like legal
1: tender that's spent UK. in the UK. Not just not just like you know commemorative coins that you
0: yeah, commemorative style. You know, like how they had those fifty state coins here. Yeah. Oh, These so it is. Like
1: they are circulating currency.
0: Yes. Yes, I believe they are.
1: Oh, excellent! Circulating currency yeah. with Nessie and uh, Stonehenge on them. That that that's yeah. Cool. Like
0: A to Z, uh, all things. British or whatever. Oh, UK-ish. okay. I mean, whatever. They used yeah, B. It so. was
1: Bentwaters for B.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. No, only. Uh, no, they couldn't decide if OR should be R for Rendlesham. There was no. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. They just scrapped the whole thing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how fitting. How, how fitting for the case. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was cool too. So I don't know what the hell. It, there's an overall. I don't know. People are not. People are embracing these. This, this, these creatures and stuff which is cool so
1: no that's good i mean the 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 culture is catching up to it now what the hell's going to happen if you you know when everybody believes um that something's going on does that make it happen more does that uh who knows because i don't i don't subscribe to the um uh, external reality thing anymore i'm really starting to think it has a lot to do with uh what people believe and how they believe it and all that, especially for these weird things. And if more people believe in them, they might show up more, kind of like that Whitley Strieber thing where he said he talked to his father or somebody said somebody in the Air Force in the 50s said they don't want anybody to believe in aliens because it would make it easier for them to get at us, which is a very weird idea. Yeah, it was a very weird idea, but um, it's starting to make more sense as time goes on here, it's strangely and frighteningly enough.
0: I like the weird... I like the terrifying twist at the end. Get at us. Not 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 like not communicate with us. Get at us. Yes. That's the, <laughs> that's the part that gets that, you caught. That's pause. that's
1: that's the military mindset, you know. It's like yeah. Yeah, it, it would give it it would open the door for, you know, whatever it was to take over or you know.
0: I've yeah. heard that kind of uh in a different context but similar thing in a sense. So, yeah. 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 You, well, so yeah, well it's you kind of alter that so. idea. It's like if the what happens when the fringe becomes mainstream, what what becomes fringe? So, yeah, the
1: fringe you know moves I mean? further on to the fringe. I mean, I yeah. you, you you can see it happening now because there's very strange parts of the uh uh of uh, the paranormal that people are um studying now um and are poised to become if not mainstream, at least more well-known. Um uh, Josh Cutchin and Timothy Renner are working on a book, on basically on Bigfoot, but taking it from almost completely from the uh, uh, paranormal angle and not from the physical animal angle. Um, and that's—I don't know if that's been done before. It probably has, but they're trying to do kind of the definitive book on that. So that's what they're working on. I'm—I'll I'm, be—I'm uh, salivating for that one.
0: Yeah, that sounds interesting. That's—it should be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah, that's exactly yeah. Well, yeah, you can see kind of in a in a I, <laughs> no offense, Kutch. I don't need to compare what Kutch is doing, but yeah, I was gonna say like the the other sort of fringy elements bubble up with like the QAnon stuff. Like we've seen conspiracies become mainstream, so now like what's fringe? Like the even fucking crazier conspiracies.
2: So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
0: but we'll get to that in a moment. The other one, uh, I, I, for some reason, I picked out. People may remember this. This was kind of a weird story where like they somebody shot like a weird wolf and uh, it looked like it, it looked like, it looked weird. That's just the best way to put it. It looked like a weird wolf and and kind of set the set the world on fire for like uh, a few days where people were like, "What is with this weird wolf?" And then uh, then they later found out it was just like I presume it was just like a regular wolf that just looked weird.
2: Well
1: there there the the latest story that I got from David Perkins which I guess has been going around for a while is that coyotes are interbreeding with wolves and domestic dogs and creating these things that are um not afraid of people and can tear you apart. So that that's a nice thing to hear.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of it was like the way they posed this thing. It, it looked like it just looked really weird. Um yeah. I'll... I'll I'll stick I'll stick it. I'm looking at the link now. I'll stick it in the uh, on the radio Mysterioso page so people can see. But yeah, okay. it, it got people excited. Um, uh, oh, oh, the only funny thing was, it's like this is something sort of like a mental note for myself. It's like keep an eye out for raccoon stories because I saw I saw
1: yeah a lot yeah I them. saw that note. Big year of Montana mystery creature raccoons.
0: Yeah, for some uh, just kind of something I noticed while I was sort of looking over things again tonight. Was I was just like,
1: talking to a couple friends about this raccoon thing. What, what, what were you referring to?
0: Just that there seemed to be more weird stories with raccoons than I than I could remember until I started looking. And I was just like, I just remember when I was putting together all my year end of the year lists. I was like, wow, another another weird story with a raccoon in it. That's weird, you know. So I'd say there was like five, five maybe four or five. So which is in you know, kind of inordinate, you know kind of inordinate, so and they were particularly I, weird.
1: we were talking about the recent. i was just talking to a couple people friends of mine about the rise of the raccoon um and you know could it be the next owl <laughs> as in as in Mike cleland <laughs> are are owls poised to become the next um you know uh paranormal uh companion animal
2: spirit
0: animal,
1: yeah raccoons so. Yeah, if you, it's are, are,
0: possible. Yeah, there's there's a book out there for someone right now. You <laughs> <laughs> just, just gave it to them. Yeah. Well, they're very human-like with their little with their little opposable thumb things, you know, or whatever they have. I don't know. They have like little paws that are like hands that are very adept. So they could very they, they're very human-like uh, as opposed to some other animals.
1: Oh, yes. I used to leave. Um, uh, My cat used to when I lived in Topanga Canyon, my cat used to refuse its cat food. So I put it out for raccoons and while the raccoons were out there, they would just they would like grab it all with their hands and the cat would sit there in the in the doorway and growl at them the whole time. It's like, well, you didn't want the food. What are you upset about? And, uh, you know, I, I made a coffee cake that was terrible and I didn't like it. So I left it outside and the raccoons came and ate it with their little black hands.
0: Yeah, they're they're uh, and they're bipedal too a lot of times, which is I think makes them interesting.
1: Yeah. What were the you know? what, And they
0: climb like crazy. They're just they're really uh interesting animals. So and
1: What were the raccoon reason, stories? Do you remember any that? of them? What what was weird about the raccoon stories? It's like aggressive ones or Well,
0: what? there was one that uh, there was one that climbed a building and like got uh, went viral earlier in the year. Uh, and I don't even think I covered that at the Coast to Coast side, but then there was another one that climbed a building and, like, jumped, and, like, it was, like, an amazing video and weird where he, you know, it, like, <laughs> fucking fell, Um, you know, like, from the, like, the ninth story of a building it was climbing, and then there was a guy who was playing a flute and all the raccoons gra- gathered around him, that's what kind of set them apart from, was it wasn't just, like, here's the animals acting weird, it was, like, here's, like, some kind of weird thing going on with these animals.
1: <laughs> he was a raccoon whisperer well yeah there's people there's all kinds of videos of people going out and playing uh, instruments um, next to fields and cattle I'll come and listen so I guess it's
0: yeah but this one was raccoons it was this like spread to raccoons creepy. yeah that was one of the best stories of the year because it was so so weird but uh one of my favorite stories yeah. was the
1: buffalo um, uh, circling the dead deer at Yosemite or yeah no at uh, uh, some, uh, some, I don't know so, somebody type it in. It was like the. It was like one of the first Yellowstone, national.
0: Park. Yellowstone. Yellowstone.
1: Yeah, there's. Um,
0: I've uh, forgotten how they've closed them all.
1: Yeah, exactly. The uh, there was a um, a deer. I guess an old, uh, like an old buck male deer that had been, lived there for years, and um, it died. And somebody, I think, like a, a ranger, actually went out and he was like, "What the hell are all those buffalo doing? They were circling the deer. Buffalo. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of like the, uh, I think uh, Miguel reminded me of the turkeys circling the dead cat. So I was just going
0: to say the turkey circle. Yeah, that connects to the raccoons in a way because it's like, like last year, 2017, it was very turkey heavy. This year, lot of lot of raccoons. So <laughs> we'll see. For real, for real. So we'll see what comes turkey out. Heavy. You know, we'll see what what pops up as the the animal of the year uh, for 2019. What's next? I do not know.
1: Uh, time travelers, wacky conspiracies, what?
0: Uh, time travelers. I kind of talked about. <laughs> I talked about this on coast to coast, so I am going to repeat myself, but uh, the time travelers.
1: Nobody that listens to my show listens. To, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: they should be listening to my segments. They're exciting. They should.
1: So, Tim on Fridays at uh, I think at uh, in the uh, 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 in the first half hour or the second half hour of the show.
0: I mean, yeah, at, generally like at the bottom of the At, hour. The, at the
1: bottom of the so, first hour, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, like the raccoons uh, and the sea creatures, the time travelers was like this new thing that emerged uh, online in the last year. It it's, actually started in November of like 2017, but then exploded in January where it's like, I joked uh, with Ian Pondin, it, it's like it makes me feel old. He's it's it's like, so old, he's new. What, what's that?
1: I said he's so old, he's new.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, no, it's almost like, uh, I don't follow, I'm not, there there are people who, like, follow YouTube, and there's, like, YouTube stars and stuff, and it's like, I, I don't know anything about it, it's like a whole different reality, but people, like, love this stuff, um, and apparently one of the trends on here was these time travelers, uh, you know, just really one channel sort of became, like, the time, tra- they all took their story to, to this one channel, um, you sort of have to like suspend your disbelief just to enjoy the ride, sort of like trend of right, right. stories. But you know, they all appear like in, a, in an indistinct location, and their their faces blurred and their voices blurred, and they tell these long, long stories about how they traveled to the future and how they were recruited by the secret government and all this stuff. Just like they're really, <laughs> if, if you just want to check out and listen to like a completely insane story, they're so much fun. Um and and the cool part I guess to me in a sense or the amusing absurd funny part is like they it exploded like in January really when this guy was like I'm a time traveler here's a picture from the future and it was like an awful <laughs> an awful picture and, yeah you know, it's it just a blurry
1: like, picture of a church or something I don't know what the hell that is
0: yeah 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 I had I had that one as the lead on the uh, thing so yeah so he so then that just, like unleashed all these a torrent of time travelers. And they just start showing up on this channel and, like, with ever-increasing, uh, you know, attempts to prove that they were really time travelers. Or cra- but, yeah, but crazier stories.
1: What's that? Or crazier stories.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so... There was a guy who, like, took a lie detector test, but, like, you couldn't really see the lie detector uh, on the video. And then there was a guy who showed off his time machine that he made uh, based on the technology that he learned while being a time traveler. And it was like – it looked like someone took a shell off, like, an old computer and kind of just stuck up – you know, it was a cobbled-together old computer parts it looked like. And, like, a lady with, like, a plant, she had – you know, I'm sure someone could probably – and look at the plant, unless it's just like something she made, or she's really a time traveler. Um, but she, she had a plant from the future. So, oh, one guy, <laughs> my favorite, came came from the future to now, but ran into himself, who was also from the future in here now. So there's like a video, like of the two <laughs> talking to each other with their with both of their blurred out faces. So oh. it was, it, yeah, just the most insane. Like where, where, like wow, this is, this is wild. So I, I enjoy seeing where the time travelers go uh, from here. I think we should, we should we should make a time tra-
1: we should make a time traveler video. That'd be fun. Every time you say like time traveler, for some reason I think of that stupid scene in Napoleon Dynamite.
0: Oh God, yeah. <laughs> turn yeah. it off! Turn it off!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like based on a real thing i don't know if that it, it really like connects to your to your gonads or whatever but yeah this <laughs> guy like selling it i thought jason off it and he'll he'll listen to this and tell me but i'm pretty sure he i think they got a grant from his college to like get one of the guy's things and i don't know i don't think they tested it or anything but i think they just tried to figure out like what what exactly this guy was selling yeah i don't recall all the details about that but yeah yeah so I don't know. That was the time-travels. Just something really f- made me laugh. People should uh, check check them out if you're if you're kind of looking for. They're quite amusing. A laugh. Yeah, they're
1: they're, they're, I, they're no alien fish head is our joke, but they but they are fun to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. They, uh, yeah, they kind of replaced the flat earthers for me because uh, flat earthers like they're 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 uh, they're kind of cashing in on on all that on the run they had, I guess you could say.
1: I guess so. I mean, you don't hear too much about it now, but I guess the, the are they're they still going to do their um, their convention this next year. I think they had one this last year, like in Denver or something like that.
0: Yeah, they actually had, uh, there were three conventions. So it went from three. one to three. So yeah, that's what I mean by they're cashing in. So there was one in Canada, one in England, and one in America. So And very smartly like spaced out over the course of the year. So like March, June, and November. So, because they were uh, assumably relying on, like, a fly-in audience of Flat yeah. Earthers from yeah. around I'll, I'll, the
1: world. Hopefully the, the November one desert. was in the warmest place, so.
0: It was in Colorado.
1: Oh, well, then I guess not. It was in, well, wh- whatever. It was in another place yeah. on, on the flat globe.
0: Exactly, yeah. My favorite so, well, My
1: favorite thing about uh, the Flat Earth thing is that picture somebody posted, like, the picture of the uh, uh, depiction of the solar system. It's like all these planets, and then Earth is like this, like. Big, it's like a tile floating in space. <laughs> all the planets are all lined up and Earth is like this tile, like this flat thing floating in space.
0: Oh, yeah, I kind of missed them when they were a little more wacky. Now that they're kind of, they're still wacky as hell. Mainstream,
1: but like, dare you say? What's that? Are they mainstream, dare you say?
0: Yeah, getting mainstream in a the sense. They're trying to be mainstream. And mm-hmm. it's like, just go back to being wacky. But we'll see, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um,
1: what the so hell? Oh, so what
0: the, what I had this in the notes. This is interesting. Yeah, do. Kind of can lead to some discussion. I think this. Uh, I thought that one of the biggest stories of the year. Um, but it really, you kind of, really have to dig into the into the soil on it is uh, the capture of this uh, insane serial killer, the Golden State Killer, also known as Eron's. We did a whole show on him on All America uh, with Gian Casar. Uh, he was like, he had been wanted for like 30 years, and they got him with DNA. So it seems pretty cut and dry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, okay, dude, how, how, we, we pulled your DNA out of a dead woman from like 1985, man. <laughs> like, there's no, you know, care to explain how that happened? so uh i just what i thought was amazing uh this is why i say you gotta dig into the soil a little bit because it's like i feel like this provided perhaps the best glimpse of what it will hopefully someday be like if one of these one of our pet favorite sort of things gets solved like if they ever harpoon Ogo Pogo, and it's over, and they got it, or whatever, and they pull out, like, a plesiosaur, Or, like, if somebody captures Bigfoot or kills it or whatever, because this was kind of like this this giant online community of people who were dedicated to solving this mystery, and then the mystery was solved, and it was fascinating to sort of see how they reacted, where it was like there was this rush to, like, take credit for, for their different people, you know, take, like... Trying to take credit for what they did to, in so the community. The so crowds- they and-
1: crowdsourced of, an investigation, essentially.
0: Yeah, but they didn't have anything to do with the capture. They, it was just right. an ongoing, crowdsourced investigation. Not not unlike a Jack the Ripper type thing. Right. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: But this one got solved. Like, this will happen with Zodiac if they get him. Or it's like, then people will be like, this guy was such an idiot, he was so wrong. And, you know, that guy was an asshole, he didn't get it right, and this person did more like this sort of a rush to, to like, I don't know, assign roles for people in the aftermath of this thing. So that was really kind of interesting. And then it was like... That then sounds just familiar. People... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, in-fighting. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I, I guess the amazing part, yeah, was that it like, the mystery was solved, but it didn't do anything to stop, like, likely, like the infighting, yeah. You know, which is kind of amazing. Like, people were like, can't we all just be happy that this is over? And then other people were like, no, no. Like, they're not. You know, the other part was like, that. you know, this, this incredible, like, thirst for information. Um, you know, it goes into, like, overdrive, which I, can, I figure will happen. Would happen. Like, like like if we get see the news and they're like, someone shot a Bigfoot. And it's like, okay, I have a thousand questions. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at, but this guy's in custody, and it's like he's not going to be on trial for any time soon, so they're really tight-lipped about it. But everybody has, like, all these questions about, like, who the fuck was this guy, and how, how the hell did you get away with this? Because he – for people who don't know, uh yeah, the East Area Rapist, uh, original Night Stalker, he went down, like, the coast of California, and he raped, like, 50 women in the most horrifying, like, psych- like psychologically traumatizing, terrorizing ways Um he was just a real sick sick guy. Um and then he well, eventually wound up like down where around where Greg is or like towards like San Diego. Kind of I guess my brother lives there down Laguna Nigueli, he murdered a couple Yeah,
1: people. don't don't he mess me. up. Like, don't mix me up in this.
0: <laughs> I know that's why i backed that's why I, I back up. But yeah, yeah, so he yeah, so then he murdered like five people down there and um you know, eventually they no one knew That he, the guy who murdered these, it was like maybe eight people actually, the guy who murdered all those people in Southern California, they didn't know that he was the guy who raped the 50 ladies, um, until like maybe 10 years ago or something when they finally like connected the two DNA, uh, samples or whatever. And then they were like, holy shit, this is like the most prolific offender in, in like California history. This guy's like out of control. So, you know, then all of a sudden he became like this huge, the mystery became huge. And, you know, all these groups formed. And then through the magic of DNA, which we'll see down the line, I think, uh, you know, they, they they caught the guy through the genealogy stuff, all that stuff, you know, that's going to solve all kinds of crimes and probably cause all kinds of problems.
1: Oh, it's already caused problems. I've talked to many people where, uh, you know, you can't go to Thanksgiving dinner anymore because of it. Hey, wait a second. That wasn't my dad. That kind of stuff. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, or you didn't tell me about this relative or whatever. It's starting to mess with families. I don't want to go anywhere near it.
0: I never even thought of those downsides, but yeah. Yeah. That would be pretty fucked up where they're like, yeah. Wow, Jesus, now you scared me. I was planning (laughs) on doing one. Oh, God. I don't like like people
1: knowing my business, and that's kind of probably the one of the most personal businesses you could have for people to know. You know, it's just that I don't want people to have ammunition to sell to me, to make me do anything, to get caught at something that I didn't do. You know, just junk like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, folks,
1: that's my paranoia. But it's
2: it's generally (laughs) fairly light. I I don't blame you.
0: Yeah, yeah. The whole idea of just, like, shipping off your DNA into and just being like all right here you go that's like the main stumbling block for me to like <laughs> i want to do it but it's like i probably shouldn't do that
1: i'd do it but i don't want my name attached to it you
2: right well, what do I, mean? I mean
0: for it's
1: scientific like, you like, you don't have any anonymously for scientific research <laughs> i probably wouldn't mind but um yeah i don't want uh, i don't want it part of the that's public what record mean. what my dna is so yeah I'm just an old person. I don't know anything. I just stupid I'm DNA junk. I don't like getting all them twitters and all that. I don't know. So
0: yeah, then there are the people who are like, uh, I lost my train with all of thought those. <laughs> who I was going to say? That's but, okay. Yeah.
1: You you provided a wonderful list of stuff for us to go through. I didn't even know what Euron's was. East East
0: Area, Area rapist, rapist Slash One uh, Original Night Stalker. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, that's it's it. like the closest. It's like the it's like the modern Zodiac. That's probably the best way to put it. And the fact that it got solved is like on par with like a. Uh, the
1: Zodiac did it. I wouldn't
0: say on par with Solving Bigfoot, but like, uh, you know, it's Solving Bigfoot B, as you could say. Yeah, yeah. It was that big. It was like that huge. Yeah. Um,
1: God, so, I, I, I remember only I was, heard... at, I
0: was at Kutch's house when I woke up uh, on the last day there, and I was like, uh, we, "We, yeah, me and Kutch and Metcalf went to the Bigfoot Museum." And that morning, I woke up to the news that they caught the ear-ons, and I was like, "I need to know everything." <laughs> so,
1: you're a true crime fan. I used to be for a while, and then I, I, I kind of got tired of it. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I told I, people I, do, I used I to like have a, I used to have a painting by, um, Gacy.
0: I know you've told this story. Yeah, yeah. but you sold it because you felt bad about. Uh, yeah, it finally you know, creeped
1: me out. I was like, uh, I celebrating don't wanna, this man. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with it anymore. And it was to get my car out of Hawk.
0: <laughs> I think. Did you sell it to the Museum of Death? I probably asked you that when you.
1: No, no, I, I sold it story. to some collector in Beverly Hills.
0: He probably sold it to the Museum of Death. Well,
1: maybe he did. <laughs> anyway, I don't. I don't know. I I thought that was real cool for a while, and then I realized as I got older, no, that's not cool whatsoever. In fact, it's actually kind of evil and and uh, and screwed up and immature. So,
0: yeah, it's not good. It's not good mojo. Probably
1: not at all. I mean, it's just one of those. You know, it's like, I'm hardcore, dude. It's like no, you're not. You're 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 a dick that's into sick stuff.
0: Um, yeah. So that's it. That, that was, uh, so then we got conspiracies. That was kind of the other, uh, and, and it's just such a, it's such a hot button topic that it's like, I almost kind of have checked out of conspiracies like more than I used to. Cause they're so mainstream now that, you know, I feel like we're in some kind of like cold civil war of realities where there's just two sides and people are very intractable. I mean, look at what's going on today in Washington. It's like,
2: they yeah, well it, it, it makes
0: stra-
1: you makes, we, makes you wish, wish for the days of wackiness
0: Intractability at this point. So, but we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Makes you wish uh, for the days of uh, you know, making fun of people that were all into that stuff. And uh, I when I first met Ken Thomas, I mean, I was aware of some of this stuff, but he he published um Steam Shovel Press, which was basically a conspiracy zine. And I didn't agree with him all the time, but I was fascinated with what he was finding out and, you know, his book on Danny Casolaro. And to me, that stuff is like high-level, college-level junk compared to what's going on now. Um, And you can find, you know, any dumbass idea you have, you can find plenty of uh, quote-unquote facts to fit that somewhere on the internet. It just, you know, at the end of the, there's a, you know, the, the, the film that David, um, the the lead singer in Talking Heads, David whatever his last name is, directed a film called True Stories, and at the end of the film, and this was like in the late eighties, at the end David of the film, David Byrne, thank you. At the end of the film, there was a uh, the last thing in the credits said, if you can if you can think of it, it exists somewhere, and that's become real for people. That was yeah. just a, a funny yeah. artistic statement. Now it that's what that's how people think now. And I don't know. The only thing that's going to fix it, I think, is some horrible um tragedy that brings everybody back to reality. It's like, oh, geez, I guess we do have to, you know, trust our news sources and check up on stuff and not get too excited and and um, basically be nice to the next door neighbor and all that stuff. You can't you know, it's pulled people apart and they don't listen to each other anymore. I think that's that's not you know, I'm not a social scientist, but I think that's part of the problem.
0: Yeah, yeah well
1: that and, yeah. and interests that are are trying to pull people apart so that they can be you know whatever supporting whatever that interest wants them to support or believe uh, that's become really easy now
0: yeah the whole the whole the whole scene's scary man I'm really i'm like I said at the start of the year i'm more uh <laughs> i feel like I feel like all the with this whole Mueller report coming out and everything, it's like this is the year of of the reckoning whatever. Whatever, however this is going to shake out it's probably gonna shake out this year you know so yeah
1: and I hope buckle not too many everybody. people yeah I hope not too many people get hurt by it
0: um,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that's what's gonna happen but you know I don't know it'll, it'll take yeah, something yeah. serious to bring people back to their senses I think I mean because we haven't had a war in a few generations you don't have people run, walking away you know going away and never coming back because they were in a, some kind of war or a stupid war and um, there's no war on our, you know, on American soil. You go to go to a country where people have people shooting at them constantly. I think they they realize very quickly what's a conspiracy and what's not, and what's important and what's not. So
0: that's true. You may, you you make a good point in a sense where it's like we. I I've said before that like uh, that it's that uh, UFOs are like they're sort of like a white middle class hobby it's like as we're the lucky ones who can afford to to uh <laughs> to, to, to to care about this shit, you know what i mean? Cuz everybody else has to like they're they're, you know, they got try to get get through life with a lot of more challenges in a sense. Yeah. And and that uh I don't know how the fuck i got onto that.
1: I don't know. Carlos says trust news sources surely you jest. Okay, Carlos. Yeah, don't trust anybody. Just trust what you think is right, and try and go to the news sources you trust. That is probably the the biggest uh, problem here. Although I think Carlos trusts no news source, so I guess I, <laughs> I've misrepresented. Yeah,
0: I don't get if you don't trust any news, like what news can you so you can't trust any news? Like yeah. I, what the hell then? Are you like Bird Box? Are you wearing the blindfold? Yes. See, I got like I got a I got well, people, a, a topical yeah. reference, in, and no one will know what I mean in like five years. But, you know what what news source have you seen bird box by the way
1: no i haven't i've had like five people tell me to to see it i, I think that um the 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 thing is that you've unfortunately the onus is on people to see, seek out and 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 look at different sources and see if they can kind of um uh cobble together what might be going on by looking at different sources especially foreign ones i mean you look at uh If you look at the Japanese news or the British news or a few other countries that get, get, you can get the news over here. Um, It's, uh, you get a little different perspective. I don't know if you trust it or not, but you can get a little different perspective. But the thing is, this takes work. People don't have time to do that work. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So there's a class war going on. It's not, it's part of the whole problem, but. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I mean, we don't want to get too political on this. So no, I never uh, get political
1: on my show because it's going to it'll it'll descend and plus, you know, I'm so excluded middle about stuff that I end up I end up sounding wishy-washy when I'm not. Um it's I'm just trying to keep my emotions out of it and that's man. very difficult with something like politics, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see uh we'll see what happens. I feel like this is going to be a extremely tumultuous year after two uh, that seemed to <laughs> it's been, it's been this has been like a three or four year run now of, of like crazy that I, I i just hope we can get out of soon because it's, <laughs> it's too it's too there's just uh you know Tim,
1: we're part pretty, of the problem it, at coast <laughs> what's that we're part of the problem at coast <laughs> what do you mean um putting up these stories <laughs> But they're stories. You have to re- the way that Tim reports them. It's like it's funny because I've actually had people, um, I've seen people on message boards saying they hired like like skeptics down there at uh, Coast to Coast because it seems like they're not, you know, they're 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 very doubtful about a lot of these stories. It's like no, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, anything I I post, I always have like a possible prosaic explanation for. I think that's sort of like my obligation. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's it's your balance, you know, you You
1: have to have some kind of balance in there, you know, you can't go out and talk to everybody. So you say, look, it could be this, it could be that, uh, you make up your own mind, but who knows?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, If I think it's particularly good, I'll be like, it's a really good video, but it could be a drone. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So the only, yeah, the thing that, that, that I had in the notes, as far as the conspiracies go, is just, I guess the new, and I'm not even going to get into it. Adam Go Riley gave you all a uh, uh, – not Radio mysterious listeners. they can check out the Banal America show with Adam uh, a few weeks ago. But Adam did like a five-minute thumbnail on the QAnon thing. But essentially it's like the Flat Earth thing where it's kind of – it's very similar where people are like really into it. It's a conspiracy theory uh, involving the deep state and everything else, folks. So if you don't know what QAnon is, like yeah. just Google it and good yeah. luck.
1: Supposedly somebody inside the government who is an uh, insider in a uh, intelligence capacity and um, he's posting all this news anonymously. Unfortunately, it's stuff that wacko people that are dangerous want to hear.
0: Right. That's the funny part about it because, like, all the people I know, who are conspiracy theorists and they're like, you know, like Ken Thomas, I don't go. right. These are like the sharp minds who've seen this stuff for years are like just sitting back and kind of laughing at like how insane this is and how silly it is. So it's like, they're not attracting. And I mean, I don't, and I, and I have a lot of friends who are sort of in, who are in the scene, tons of friends who are in the scene. So it's like, and nobody I know takes this seriously. So it's like, it's this huge, it's a lot like the flat earth in a sense because it's like this huge movement
1: even the, even the captured... yesterday's wackos think they're wacko.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's like captured this audience. I don't know what that audience is because, like, it's nobody I know, and it's like none of the experts I know. So it's very, it's very weird. You know, it'll be, you know, Jack Brewer sort of said, this could be just like a really crazy marketing thing that got out of hand. So, you know, it's just <laughs> people, people will, like, study this in the future probably because it's so... It's uh, very of the Internet. It's emblematic of uh,
1: what's going on now. Theory. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It is the perfect conspiracy for our time. That's probably the best way to put it.
1: Somebody got the zeitgeist. <laughs> who died this last year? We got, um, we got 38 minutes left.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, what do you say?
1: I said, who died this last year? We got 38 minutes left, and then we can... Uh, if we can get through all these people um and probably we can get through it pretty quickly um i've got something to say about almost all these people i'm sure you do too
0: oh yeah yeah um well the first one uh that stood out of course was art bell this is the year we lost a couple of titans art bell and brad steyer and uh a whole bunch of like pretty well-known people uh those two stood out to me just because uh i i briefly worked with art and of course he uh he's he's the master man he's he's. i wouldn't be doing what i do today uh if not for what he did so uh, what did
1: you do with you art i didn't know you worked with art for a little while
0: well when i had your job mm-hmm. uh i started in 2003 so he was still hosting sometimes for coast to coast right so
1: how was he to interacted work? how was he to work for
0: he was fun but i didn't there wasn't much interaction
1: Okay, you know? yeah, because I don't interact really with the hosts that much. I mean, I, I kind of email them back and forth. I don't like talk to them or anything.
0: No, 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 no. Anyone who thinks like me talk on the phone with the host or anything—that's not how it works.
1: I do sometimes.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty. Uh, you know, that was that was huge. It was a really sad turn of events. I mean, I don't know. Why. I'm I'm not good at eulogizing. I guess. So.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm not either. But, but um, I wrote a uh on uh, UFO Mystic a few years ago. Um, I wrote a piece called art bell, still the best. Um, because I thought, you know, I used it as, as an example. When I was on, I got to be on with art bell in 2005 or six.
0: Yeah. You were on the show. then.
1: Cause, um, Lisa Lyon wrote me and said, would you like to be on with art this, this Sunday? I was like, what art? Holy crap. You know, I, I, I would love to be on with art. I've been listening to art for years. And so he called me up and he said, who's this Richard Doty character? It's like, dude, you didn't even read the book. But that didn't matter. He put on a great show not knowing almost anything about what was in the book. And Well, plus Doty called in, which which helped because I suggested maybe they should have him on. That's why Art called and said, who's this Dodie character? But no matter what you thought of Art or whatever he did or whatever his, his effects of on society were, he knew how to run a radio show. He knew how to have a sense of drama. He knew how to... Um, get the best out of his guests, even if he was giving them shit, they would talk. And he, he he could give them, you know, he he could give them actually up to a level of, you know, some serious uh, questioning of what they were talking about, but he never did it in a way that would make the guests mad or feel weird or defensive, maybe occasionally, but not that much. Yeah. And so he was a master. Of, I mean, you know, he wrote that book, Art of Talk. I mean, I've <laughs> True to me is a hero because i people ask me it's like you know what can you do and i said my secret my sec- my only secret uh, power is i can i think i can talk to anybody about anything and to me that's art bell
0: yeah exactly yeah well i think there wouldn't you know the whole anyone who's out there like who has a paranormal podcast so it's sort of a debt to that
1: yeah him and what he did, he paid uh, away i guess for that yeah thing. i guess him billy goodman and then way back long john but
0: uh, yeah, 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 definitely like Art Bell. Yeah.
1: The 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 modern version of that is directly from Art. Yeah, so yeah.
0: so big loss. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. It's quite shocking, actually. I mean, I, I I heard he was sick and he was having COPD problems and all that, but you know, it happens. You're like, oh, whoa, wait a second. It's just one of those people that you.
0: Right. It's like, yeah. He's like, he's like a, a g- major. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like a, this is a and like like when Jim Mars died or something. Where it's like this is a massive. Uh, you know, like a celebrity. Yeah, more than even, yeah.
2: you know, I was
0: than, beyond our community. He's part of like the, the global. <laughs> yeah, I was it's working
1: like a, coast when um, uh, who was it? Uh, not Connie Willis, the other woman. Um, Lisa Gar said Garr? she said, "Oh, guess what? David Bowie just died." I went, "What?" It was just yeah, one of those exactly. It was he, like that kind
0: of feeling. Yeah, total
1: yeah. left field. It's like you know, it's he's like the trees and the weather and the rocks. They're going to be there all the time. No, they're not. They're people.
0: Yeah. That's that's actually a good segue to the other uh, guy I mentioned earlier now, uh, Brad Steyer. I had a lot more interaction with Brad, um, and he was like someone that was like a constant. I think, I mean, I don't have the number in front of me, but he wrote like well over 100 books. Yeah. He just wrote tons. He was incredibly prolific. It was insane. And mm-hmm. he was like, I just love the guy. I didn't get a chance really to eulogize him because he died like uh, – Right after we did the last episode, so it was like, oh, geez, that kind of, and, you know, I guess I can tell people this, he was going to be the last episode, but he got sick, and then we put together the show in New Orleans, so. Right. It was very sort of uh, eerie in a sense, especially because the first guest of that season was Jim Martin, he passed away. Um, Right. But Brad was, he was just awesome, dude, he was, what I really liked about him is just like he was.
1: Never met him, never talked to him, you're lucky.
0: It was like like talking to, like, Father Time or something. He had this sort of, like, wizened voice. He'd seen it all. I remember the first time I talked to him, he told a story about, like, how he was, like, you know, probably at the time my age, like, in my 20s or something, and he, like, or even younger, probably, uh, he was, uh, and he, like, wrote a letter to Ivan Sanderson and got it back, you know, and he wrote back, and he was, like, all excited and thrilled and you know, he just—he—he he said like on the show, he's like, "I got a letter from Ivan Sanderson!" Like it was so exciting and everything. It was just the way he said it was, yeah. just like awesome. You know, just warms my heart to think about. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you did know that too to bad. Me. I really, really wanted to do that show with him too, uh, because I hadn't talked to him in a long time, and he, because he had like, yeah, because he was like so grandfatherly. Like I kind of turned to him a lot when I was going through weird, like difficult times. Like I think I had him on, like right after my dad died, and then I had him on like after my grandma died, or something happened. Like there was a couple of periods in my, in my podcasting where like things were particularly rocky, and it was like, all right, I need like, I need sort of to get to get this back on track, and it was like, yeah, well, I, I, need, get I
1: need a right I need a I need on. a direction, I need a compass here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. That happened a couple times, and that's kind of, that's another reason why I wanted to, you know, do that. Because it was like, all right, I'm going off into the wilderness now, and I need Brad to sort of send me off. So, yeah, so it was very, you know, I was really, that really bummed me out, of that one. So, yeah. Yep. Well, no, I don't have as much to say about, uh, that sounds like bad, but I don't know. I'm not really too familiar with the rest of these folks that I picked out, but they were names that I've seen in the past. You may remember uh robert O'Deen? yes kind of like a, a a pretty big figure like in the 80s and 90s right in ufology
1: yeah he was uh what he said was he saw something called the assessment when he worked at supreme headquarters allied something europe um mm. part of uh nato i think and um he said that he saw something in sometime in the 60s or 70s that had to do he saw ufo documents it's kind of almost like the bill cooper thing it's like where he saw ufo documents from the navy or something like that he right, could never right. produce the documents he never you know there was no way to prove what he said but he had a compelling story so the ufo community kind of in, in, embraced him um i don't know if i ever believed him um However, uh, I remember I will tell you one one personal story about Robert O'Dean, which I would always say Robert O'Dean, because of— yeah, the, the
0: O'Dean, yeah, the Ode, thats what kind of made it memorable in a sense. Yeah, and, and the name stood out where it was like it wasn't oh it wasn't like O'Dean, but it was O— <laughs> O. I don't know if
1: it's yeah. Oscar or, or Othello or what, but anyway, I um I was at a I was at the Roswell conference in ninety seven. Um, for the 50th, I wasn't speaking at it. I was, I was writing yep. it up for a couple of magazines. So, um, I went to the Roswell thing, um, hung out, actually hung out with uh, Mario Pozzaglini, the uh, alien writing guy. It's the only time I ever met him. Um, anyway, uh, on the way back, I'm sitting in the airport or walking through the airport and I look and there's Robert, o, Robert O'Dean sitting like in a Mexican restaurant. I was like, oh crap, that's That's Bob Dean. So I walked over, I said, Bob, how you doing? And he's like, Hey, sit down. And I talked to him for about, I don't know, like half an hour. Um he didn't he didn't manage to convince me that any of any more truthfulness of his story, but he's a nice guy. Um and uh, you know, that was the only interaction I had with him. Then he kind of disappeared off the map for a while. He wasn't uh around, he wasn't going to conventions. Then at one of the Laughlin conferences, probably about five years ago, something like that, he showed up. And it was like You know, the long lost, uh, you know, relative son had come back. Everybody was like (laughs) following up, falling over themselves to say hi to Bob and shake his hand and all that. But, you know, he's he's kind of a major, minor kind of uh, figure in the in the history of the 1980s, mostly 80s, early 90s ufology. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, 80s, 90s. Um, Yeah. And, you know, he had a slight resurgence for a while. And the next guy on your list, I I never met him, but I know about him too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I never met Robert O'Dean. Uh, yeah, all, yeah, all I remember is the story you told that he uh that he kind of like made a career out of, a little career out of that. Yeah, you know, that was kind of his his thing. Yeah, um, yeah. The next guy, it kind of in a same in a somewhat similar fashion, uh, like Jose Escamilla, he passed away, and he uh. He invented or uh, discovered or whatever uh, the rods. He's the raw, he He's you know he's the guy responsible for rods. Yeah. So
1: if you think of rods, you think of Jose Escamilla. Yeah. I remember By the time
0: I got into all this. Rods were like no one. You know, I, 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 they were kind of out of the <laughs> people. The, the fad had ended in a sense. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I was fascinated by the phenomenon until I was, cause I worked in post production, as you know, for like years and years and years. Um, yeah. I was watching a John Wayne movie and I saw a rod in the John Wayne movie. I was like, whoa, why? Hey, wait a second. Um, and then I just started, uh, you know, I, I looked into it a bit. It's like, well, you know what? That's due to, it's due to the, the, um, basically the, the shutter speed of the, of the camera they were using. Yeah. It was a bug. Those things were bugs. But you could not – and um, Escamilla, I, I guess they had a TV show like History Channel or something, did something where they had different cam- cameras with different um, – Yeah, yeah. Di- different got, lighting. Yeah, got
0: like a cable special or something. Yeah, different uh,
1: lighting and different uh, shutter speeds and all that. And they basically to, – to most people's satisfaction, they proved it was due to the shutter speed. But um, you know, Escamilla, of course, cried foul because that was his whole raison d'etre was this rods thing. The other, and you know, I, I, you know, I, I wrote about it once in, on UFO Mystic and it got in the, in the, um, Defy's Language book. Um, it's like, I met him. He was like, I did meet him once. He was a cool guy, nice guy, you know, great to get along with. He wasn't, you know, wasn't a dick or anything. I just didn't agree with him. I thought he was, he was mistaken. The funniest story about Jose Escamilla, and this is the last person I can tell a story about on this list. Uh, uh John Anthony West, actually, too. I have a story about him, but, not not nearly as funny or exciting. Um I used to hang out with Pam Stonebrook, the intergalactic diva, do you remember her? No. She was a jazz singer. Um uh and for a while we were like best friends. She was on Radio Mysterioso when it was called Mind Control or something like that when it, in a different format. Um when I was on the um early like 2001 or so when I was on the uh the the internet uh radio on Kill Radio. Uh, she came into the studio anyway uh during the interview she said that uh, she was working with Jose Escamilla there because we're, we're most of his videos were at that at that um cenote the 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 big hole in the ground in in Mexico called the cave of swallows i think yeah um she said <laughs> she said that what what Escamilla wanted to do was dress her up as one of the rods and lower into the cave as a, as a as a, um, as a lure for other rods.
0: <laughs> what? Yes. Wow. Wow. That's like, weird.
1: Give her these like gossamer things with sticks that she could wave back and forth and like lower her in there and see how many rods came up.
2: <laughs> wow. That's so strange. That's strange.
1: <laughs> and she thought it was hilarious too. I mean, she, I think she totally believed it, but she thought it was just a, such a silly idea. She goes, that's just, she's, I think she said something like that. That's just dumb enough that I would love to do it. So unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, they never got to do it, and I don't know. I don't think she was bsing me, but it, it, yeah. it's such a great, funny story. Anyway,
0: yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah, I don't really the next two folks I don't know, but I know I I, I saw a lot of friends you know post about these guys. Uh, I never met them or really kind of crossed paths with them. J C Johnson, who was a cryptozoologist, and uh, John Anthony West, who was uh, uh, he's pretty prolific. I was trying to get a little more of a beat on him, but uh. He did a lot of stuff. And a lot of folks uh were uh, saddened by his passing as well. And there was one more guy that pe- he, he was he only really uh well a lot of people knew who Andre Eglishon was, but he, I I remember him specifically because he was on All America Audio uh and I just found out that he had passed away like uh last week or something, a couple weeks ago.
2: Yeah, that's uh, right kind of
1: shocking because on on Coast he was on a lot. He was like one of He was of
0: actually the- on, yeah, he was actually on like a week before he died, so I was stunned. Um and uh, he was just a great dude. He was just a really, really great guy. Um, I, I, only, I think I only interviewed him once like a decade ago. I always wanted to get him back, but he was like so serious um, and like just we, we kind of like the show diverged toward more a little more absurd where it was like harder to sort of like, uh, I guess that's kind of where my interest went more. So it was like, I don't want to like harsh anyone's mellow by having somebody on to talk about. Back then, and I, I, I think we were talking about sort of the deep state back then, but I don't recall even, you know, uh, po- politics. Essentially, we were talking a lot about politics. It was like uh, I don't want to really venture too much back into politics. Little did I know, <laughs> I'm ranting about it half the time on the show. But uh, yeah, he was a, he was a really good dude. He was a really good dude, and uh, I think I've told this story before. I I never really I, I'd have to go back and check it out, but like when I called him to do the show, he was supposed to eat dinner i think he had forgotten that he was going to do the show but he still did the show and at one point he like described some kind of banking that was a lot of what he wrote about banking uh, right, right. i talked to him
1: yeah whenever he was uh, on coast finance. he was talking about you know uh, whatever you know what stuff to work or worry about with your money
0: yeah and like federal reserve type stuff right and um and he was describing some kind of system and and like I'm I, I'll never know. Uh, maybe someday I'll ask him if I get the chance to see him again. Uh, but he was described something like some system, um, exactly like it had to be his dinner. Like, because he just like, he like described, he's like, this is like the mashed potatoes, and that is like the steak, and this is the, and kind of laid it all out. And like, I could just tell that, like, he was probably looking at his dinner and, you know, and was just like trying to just, just like muscle his way through the interview. So I really. I yeah, need a metaphor. I, I, oh, wait,
1: here's my dinner right in front
0: of me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that always made me smile. I'm sure I've told that story. Uh, on this show or some other show before cuz uh yeah I should have asked him afterwards <laughs> I should have uh I should have asked him afterwards what what was going on but I felt so bad I was like all right man thanks a lot you know sorry I interrupted your uh your dinner
1: every once uh, in a while just to interrupt you for a second every once in a while I'll look and see cuz I can I can tell live who's listening to the show like mm-hmm. what not, not where they are um
0: I need names I want a list
1: I don't know names, but the one that says Wake <laughs> the one that says Waco is probably Carlos. Um the one that says Silver Spring, Maryland, I have no idea, although um uh Ray the Stanford government. lives there, yeah, the government. Um Austin, that's probably um smiles. it's either it's either Smiles or or uh or uh Carlos, I'm not sure which. Anyway, um when I did my show a couple weeks ago with uh, last weekend with Eric Wargo, I had a couple listeners in China. Oh, wow. I never have listeners in China, and he was that's talking weird. about what retrocausality. So I, those Chinese are hot on the retrocausality. Anyway, let's go ahead with uh, John Anthony West. Um, he was uh, that's
0: actually possible if you think about it. I mean, what if there's like, what if there's like uh, scientists in China studying retrocausality? I mean, oh, not, I'm sure not, there are on a lot of radio shows. So they're probably yeah. like get everything about anything that's on retrocausality that shows up in the United States, get it, and
1: yeah.
0: you know get
1: it for us yeah all they have to do is read his book read his book but you know maybe he talks about things a little differently i don't know but we we had a great talk i'm going to post that pretty soon actually ahead of some of my other shows which i'm still editing and i'm sure they'll be mad at me um but it went really well and really smoothly and it's it's uh it um he's a frighteningly good guest um explained everything very clearly at least to me john anthony west was uh i met him at one of the fort fests in baltimore maryland one time and um, uh, I think he worked with Robert Shock on that. Like the, the the Sphinx was a lot older than everybody said it was because of the way the erosion had gone on. Like the right, body, right, body yeah. Of I was
0: I, I wanted to call him an Egyptologist when I was uh, when I mentioned him, but then like I said, uh, when I looked at it, it I'm looking again now. He says American author, lecturer, guide, proponent of the fringe sphinx water erosion hypothesis oh yeah you're
1: looking at the wiki like i am yeah i just just called that up it's like yep okay yeah so
0: so that's why i met like he was a lot of people he's very jim marzian that's the impression i got like a lot of people knew him and ran in circles with him and stuff so
1: yeah i met him at the fort fest where he's giving a talk and he was one of the nicest kindest most uh, at least when i met him um uh what's the word um dignified. He had this like total ease ease about him, but dignity at the same time. It was it's like I wish I could be like that. Um you know? Oh nope That's for Waco. Why a lot of people
0: remember no for Waco. him so well in a sense. I bet he really made an impression on people.
1: Yeah. Whether you agree with him or not, I mean he was just the most it, it was like it was like seeing an American was he British? I don't think so. No, he's from New York. Um, he was like this he was like, you know, meeting somebody at the Explorers Club that says, "Sit down and have a bourbon, old boy, and I'll tell you about yeah, when I was yeah, in no, Egypt." Yeah. You know, and that that kind of thing. So that that's that's all I know about uh, John Anthony West. And yes, yeah, so, um, that those kind of people are rare, disappearing as. And sorry to see him go.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Rest it's in peace, <laughs> John Anthony West. And Andre, Andre Igleshawn and and J.C. Johnson and uh, Miss Jose Escamilla, Robert O'Dean, Brad Steiger, and Art Bell.
0: Yeah. There were other folks, but I picked those just because uh, they're the names I most recognized as uh, people that you and I might have met or crossed paths with or had yeah. memories of. It's at, just it's crazy, least, in a yeah. no sense. Like, I'd have to look, but I'm sure you're in the same position where I, I, I guess it must happen to everybody. But it's like, well, I know a lot of people who have died. In this, and it's not like some crazy conspiracy, like, in this field. It's just like I've talked to so many people over the years, and then you find out they die, They die, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like, I talked to that guy for, like, two hours on a radio show. That, yeah.
1: <laughs> and some you know? became friends of mine, like, like Mario Pozzaglini. He was a really good friend of mine. When he died, it really affected me. Carla Turner, the same way. I talked to her quite a lot. She was a wonderful person. She had no reason to even care what I had to say or even be interested in what I had to say. But for some reason, she was very nice to me and that really affected me her and her husband, Elton. Um, so I was affected when, when, uh, she died and the same with Mosley because I talked to Mosley, Jim Mosley quite a lot over the phone. I mean, I wasn't his best friend or anything, but I had a real kind of a good handle on what kind of person he was and how he was and how he, you know, how he felt about things. And I was very sad when he went too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's humbling in a sense. yes yeah. <laughs> you talk to know so many people. Okay, so that I guess that was 2018, man. I don't really. That was the uh, that was the year in review.
1: What's this ni- 2019 trends and Alexa update? Did did we try to do the stump Alexa last year with you? And I stumped your Alexa.
0: Yes, she's getting <laughs> better though. She's getting a lot more refined.
1: Oh, really? It's pretty
0: amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the last. You know, we usually try to do. We can do. I can update on the Alexa, or we can do trends, and then I'll update on the Alexa. Yeah,
1: let's do that because right? we got like fifteen minutes. We don't have to go fifteen minutes, but that's what we've got.
0: Can we go over? or No, yeah, we can
1: go over. It doesn't matter.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't. So I, I don't care. I've done. In? I've done hour shows. I've done you know three four hour shows. I do not care.
0: Right. I generally just go over uh, a little over three. So I mean, over two. So. <laughs> Sometimes I do. No, actually, it cuts me off at three. But yeah. Um Okay, yeah, so trends, uh, that's how I wrote it, because uh, it's kind of silly. But yeah, I think before, we talked about this earlier, that uh, UFOs, it's going to be a big year for them. UFOs up? Um,
1: up? Trending up?
0: Yeah, the upward yeah. trend is going to continue, I think. Um, I definitely think so. And I think part of that is, uh, I think, I don't know how TV works, but... I kind of think I do. <laughs> Isn't that my attitude about everything? Um,
1: <laughs> Such a guy attitude.
0: <laughs> well, I'll try to find out. So, but I don't. I don't have the time. I didn't. I didn't bother to try and find out this. So, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> um, uh, I think because the, cause they get they seem to feel the buzz just as much as anybody else. So I think we're catching the wave now of the UFO thing. We're going to see par- more paranormal TV. I think Johnny Tenney, I might go, I think that's his name. Um he he mentioned it too uh, on Twitter the other day where it's like get ready because there's going to be like an onslaught of paranormal TV uh coming this year. So, uh I know that the the big one is Blue Book that's premiering like next week I think or in a couple weeks. Um and I actually got it. will I'll do a pivot here on this one, folks, mm-hmm. because I saw the little snippet in the commercial of um, of J. Allen Hynek looking at, oh, an looking alien at the, in the
1: alien in the, in the tank,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of got pissed, and I was like, fuck this show. And, you know, other people were like, no, no, I, I know what's going on here, because I've, I've, I've talked to the people who make the show, and it's like, this is not what you think it is, which leads me to think that it's like a dream or whatever, you know what I mean? Or some kind of it's not it's not in the reality of the series, I guess you could say or something. That's the that's the impression I that's given by people who don't want to give us... and either way I was like, Whatever, man. But this this is where I'm gonna pivot because uh as I was saying earlier, like UFOs have a very pro wrestling late nineteen ninety nine feel to them right now, where it's like <laughs> they're hot. They're hot and the mainstream media is jumping on it. Um, you know. And I remember at the time like I was all excited because it was like, oh wow, they're gonna do I don't know a little mini documentary about Andre the Giant on like some random channel just because wrestling's hot, so they just made it made it a documentary Andre. Um, you know, everybody would watch them and be like, ah, oh, they got all the shit wrong, they got everything wrong, they did a terrible job, and it's like ah, oh, this isn't really for me anyway. This is for you know people who don't know the story at all, you know, and then that, and that's kind of. I kind of came to that, you know, that's where the pivot is, where it's like, all right, but, you know, I guess it's okay if they have him in a tank in a dream sequence, like, looking at an alien. It's silly, but it's not, it, you know, it's not for me. They're not trying to make a show, like, uh, for me. They're making a show for people who, you know, maybe... But
1: who don't know anything about it, probably. Who,
0: yeah, who don't know anything about it, and, like... You know, maybe it's not this extreme, but it's like in a sense where it's like maybe they just know that like they market test this in a way where it's like people lost interest after the third episode because they hadn't seen an alien. So what if we <laughs> put a dream sequence in where he sees an alien, and that'll you know, and then you know, and then they're like when we tried it that way, you know, they they watch the next two more or something like that. You know, who who knows? I think it really is that refined sometimes, but. You know and that's TV that's not like some government conspiracy um, so uh, yeah so the pivot is uh, you know I, I should try not to take things too seriously so
1: yeah take the long view man
0: exactly uh, although I do I, I did you know I do hope that series is good I'll try that. I'll, I'll sample that one um, you know and I guess there's other shows uh, our friend Ryan Sprague has a special on the CW uh, next week, actually. So congrats to him.
1: Yeah, it's a. I think it's a Roswell show. Yeah, I, I saw. I yeah. saw the. Uh, I haven't heard from him much recently, so I figure maybe that's a. I, I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I now I know what he's doing.
0: It's the so. Spragilicious special. That's what I call it. Spragilicious Roswell, and then he we can franchise him out to different UFO hotspots. So. <laughs>
1: Maybe they Ryan, will. If you're
0: listening, call me. I'll be your manager.
1: Yeah, I see yeah, I'm I'm managing Red Pill, so maybe I got to expand my
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, then you can add you can add Ryan to your stable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, that's awesome. He's you great. Put him
1: of... on. He speaks well. He's he's a cute kid. Get him on there. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, we got the chance since this is kind of your interview throwback in a sense. We, I don't know if you met him before, but yeah, we got the chance to meet Ryan in uh, Canada. Since this is a look back at the year, we, I don't want to like do, you know, an extended <laughs> riff on this. But we, that was
1: we still got, this last year. That's amazing. It seems like it's five years ago that happened.
0: I know. Uh, much thanks to the uh, to the glorious Paul Kimball. Yes. Uh, who brought me, let's see if we can get this right. Me, you, Ryan Sprague. It's Sprague, right? Sprague. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I yeah, know you Ryan say sprague sprog
1: all the time, which I think is funny, and I never correct you.
0: Yeah. That was the joke up in Canada. Um Ryan Sprague, Micah Hanks, Walter Bosley, and Aaron Gullius. That's all everybody, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh and also Holly Stevens
2: and Stan. Uh,
0: Paul's ghost show. And Stan, yes. I always left I left Stan off last time I did the re because he was 'cause he stood alone, man. Stan stood alone. It was amazing. He was like he was uh he was just it, it, it was sad and also adorable and in a way where it was like he was like that movie the wrestler like he he still he had the table with the books like he still did you know he worked he worked the uh, he worked the table it yeah yeah like,
1: he, he doesn't know any different he just goes out and works the table and talks to people and all that and you know I I have um, I don't know about deep disagreements, but I have disagreements with him about a lot of stuff, but I don't care because he's a nice guy
2: yeah, he's the best.
1: You know, I got along with him fine. Although, you know, I remember I interviewed Jim Mosley and he said, you know, I, I, I was on the lecture circuit. Stan Friedman's <laughs> kicked me off the lecture, lecture circuit by calling up colleges and saying he could speak, <laughs> speak about UFOs too. And, you know, and, uh, that was, that was, but that was Mosley's, uh, beef with Stan Friedman, even though he, he was never mad at me. He's just like, Oh, yeah. Well, Stan, Stan had a better ma- marketing strategy than I did. Um. <laughs> And uh But yeah, I mean, every time I've talked to him, he's been the most gentlemanly person. One time I talked to him at one of the UFO congresses. I just saw him in the lobby because I was going to do an interview with him and it didn't happen because um, somehow he didn't get in touch at the right time. But I'm standing in the lobby. Says, oh, where were you last night, Greg? I was like, oh, well, I was trying to find you, too, but you weren't answering. So uh, Anyway, he sat down and talked with me for like 45 minutes, just about anything. He talked about his going to school he talked about how he met his wife he talked about his kids he talked about how hard it was in the beginning when he was first you know when he first got his doctorate and where he lived and oh, yeah. i got uh, it's like why did you um i asked the the biggest the question i had was um why did you go into oh did no we no i was wearing i was wearing a dodgers cap he said the, the dodger used to be my favorite uh because he grew up in brooklyn yeah. yeah. Uh, he said, it used to be my favorite team. I said, why? He said, because of Jackie Robinson. I said, what do you mean? Why Jackie Robinson? He goes to a just a weirdo, geeky, poor Jewish kid living in Brooklyn. When I saw Jackie Robinson could do what he did, it gave me hope that I could do what I wanted to do. And it's why I went into, you know, physics and all that. So that was a really cool little piece of history on Stan that I got from him. Not an interview, not anything, you know, nothing, uh, nothing official, but he just decided to share that with me.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got to meet him and, uh, thanks to Paul Kimmel. Yeah, we had a great, uh, I still look back at those pictures and have some great laughs about, uh, that, that trip. It was a lot of fun. I hope Paul does it again.
1: Yeah. Uh, I hope so too. I haven't heard too. anything
0: yet, but nah, I don't know, think he, do he
1: knows yet. yet. He, he does want to do it again, but it, it depends on his, um, his, uh, his incredibly, uh, busy, um, TV and movie production schedule right now. He's doing really well.
2: Yeah. He's doing great.
1: Yeah, and more power to him because I when I met him, he was like, I've got to make a go of this, and he stuck with it for, like, I've known him, what, 12 years, and he's doing great now, so that's good.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me see. What was the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was... We got off all the TV shows, yeah. So... Um,
1: oh, we didn't do more trends. Bigfoot, where's where that going to go, up or down?
0: Bigfoot will stay the same, I think. Yeah? Bigfoot, I. Yeah, unless there's some particularly really good, you know, it, it, it all depends on what comes out of what Bigfoot, you know, what kind of evidence comes out, you know. Oh, I will say, yeah, so the one to watch for is uh, the DNA project uh, where they combed the DNA of uh, Loch Ness. Um, they should get those results soon. I'd say like in the first – well, should, they should release the results in the first quarter of 2019. So you'll, that'll be a massive story. Mm. Um you know, probably... I didn't even hear about that. What's that?
1: I haven't even heard about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, they... It's called environmental DNA. Like, they take... They, like, take water samples, and then they can, like, pick out, like, the flecks of DNA of different animals that are in the water.
1: Right, right. It's like, oh, that's and, a fish, um, that's an eel, that's a fish, that's a fish, that's a right. plant, that's a, hey, what's that? You know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is, you know, will they... Will they find some, like out-of-place DNA that they can't, that would be Nessie. And I'm, I'm, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd say it's probably, they're not going to find anything like earth-shattering. Right. Um, and then that'll be, that'll lead to like all these, and that'll be interesting to watch from what you were talking about earlier, where it's like if people believe, where it's like if, I mean, we've, I've already seen a million stories sort of that are like Nessie is dead, but if they, if this is another pretty brutal debunking of Nessie, Uh, you know, then I mean, they're not going to find, I don't think they're going to find a plesiosaur, but if they find an eel or something, I mean, they may, it'll lead to some, I think it's going to lead to some kind of like Nessie solved story, you know, where it's like we'll never really know for sure.
1: No, no, we won't. Uh,
0: And as long as people believe in Nessie, like, as long as they believe in this thing, or even if they're not sure, as long as people see strange things there, Nessie will be alive. Exactly. You know, so I mean, as long as there's like a log, little surface off in the distance, like that, it's the Nessie is like a belief. It's not a, it's not a plesiosaur. Yeah. So you can't can't kill it, uh, but they'll try. Um, yeah, I don't know UFOs. We'll see what happens with the TTSA. You know, they're they're kind of steering the ship as far as UFO stuff goes. Unless we see, you know, any more pilot stuff, that would be kind of cool. But UFOs are on the ascent. Uh, I don't know, political turmoil. Look for that to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the
0: only other that thing... Does that does not
1: take like, a crystal ball, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. Hey, I didn't say I was psychic.
2: <laughs> Come on.
0: I just said what what we, what we might see, uh, you know, this year. Um, and the other thing that stood out where it's like, I'll probably, we'll probably see more, like how... There's all kind. Of, you remember, like, when drones became prolific? Uh, they're still becoming more and more prolific, but when they first kind of, like, really became prolific, they uh, – you know, a lot of – you still get it. A lot of, like, footage, quote-unquote paranormal footage was, like, from drones, you know? I've seen it. There was one that was a hoax. That was, like, a Bigfoot spotted by drone. Then there was, like, another one that was, like uh, – you know, I, like I, went, I, went,
1: I went Bigfoot hunting by drone this year. Nice. Up in Dulce,
0: Bigfoot in the desert? Are there trees? I got, I got, I got lambasted for asking this before about uh, Mexico, but are there like trees near Dulce, or is it all? I thought it was just all desert.
1: Ninety it- seconds. Ah, oh, shut Don't up, British woman. Uh, no, it's 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 like a it's like a six thousand foot alpine forest there.
2: Ah, okay. See, it's I not
1: know. out in the desert. It's this big forested area, and apparently they've had Bigfoot there for years and years and years and years, and nobody really talks about it. Although people in the tribe are like, "Yeah, there's there's Bigfoot around here," and uh, they go out looking for it. So I went out there with one of the dudes looking for, I guess, an entrance to some like underground facility up on a mountain. I took my drone because he wanted to see because we couldn't get seconds. up there. Uh, he couldn't get up there, so we flew the drone up there, and it turns out it was an old mine shaft. And there, were, you know, there used to be power lines going up there, and they'd cut him off. He was thinking that the power lines went into the mountain and that it was powering some underground facility. No, it was just you know old power lines from a from a, a coal mine. Um, but then I said, you know, I've got like four batteries left. What do you want to do? And he said, let's go look for like Sasquatch nests and and pathways and stuff. I said, okay. Um, and we didn't see anything, but he, he was able to see the lay of the land and where he thought things were and, you know, where sounds were coming from at night. So he had a little bit better idea of what was going on in the area because it, he can't climb these mountains as an older guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I went, I went, I went Bigfoot hunting by drone and then I gave him all the, uh, um, Ten seconds. I gave him all the uh, uh, the stills and footage so that he'd go through them at his leisure. But I haven't heard back from him like he said. Oh, my God, we caught a Bigfoot. But no, no. But uh, I think they're going to have a Bigfoot slash UFO conference there. I'm trying to push him for it um, because they, 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 they were saying they might want to have another conference. And it's been the Dulcie Underground Base Conference. And I think they should expand to Bigfoot because there's like a – Heavy Bigfoot uh, hunting community out there. That's been noted. I mean, people from outside Bigfoot research people have come in and uh, done <coughs> research there too. So, strangely enough,
0: well, interesting. I never associated Bigfoot with Dulce. So that's
1: <laughs> oh yeah, hot Bigfoot hotspot. Um, Ten years ago, the first Dulce conference. Um, David Childress, uh, Adventures Unlimited, and Ancient Aliens. Was out there with a with a camera crew, and we went out, and this guy showed us where Bigfoot like was like, like tearing through his electric fence and throwing logs around and throwing rocks at him and stuff. And the, he told us about the Bigfoot research people that came out there and how they were making screaming noises at him and all kinds of weird stuff.
0: Yeah, hold on, I got a cough, so okay, I'm trying, trying to get around it, but I can't seem to get a, a handle on it. <coughs> There we go, Jesus, now people really complain, so so doorbell cameras that's what I was gonna say, uh,
1: doorbell cameras, what are you talking about? You mean uh, you know,
0: doorbell, you know doorbell cameras, right, like nest or whatever it's called or oh oh, oh, you
1: mean uh home security system stuff, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah internet
1: yeah. based home security crap,
0: I think as you see more of those, uh you'll see. You know, you, as those become more prolific, you'll see more kooky videos from doorbell cams. That happened earlier in the year, there was a lady.
2: Yeah, used to be that baby one cams creepy as
0: hell. What's that?
1: Used to be baby cams, but now they're pointing at everything.
0: Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, there was a lady who like there was a whole crazy story associated with it that later came out that like she was with some guy, and the guy was going to kill her and kill himself or something like that, and then she escaped, and he killed himself, and then they, you know, she was running down the street trying to, like, get help or something, Um, and she showed up on a doorbell camera, like, trying to desperately get into someone's house, and it was like, who is this lady, and what what is her deal, and it was, yeah, and I've seen other ones, like, there was a ghost one, so I think you'll see more of those as more people get doorbell cameras. That's kind of a, you know, an industry trend. That people should be on the lookout for. Okay. So, yeah. So that's it. I don't see, what do you, you see anything else coming up in the new year that, uh, you know, you think people should be on the lookout for? Diana Pasulka's book, I know you're talking about that a lot.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be the book of the year, at least for a certain segment of the UFO community. I think part of them, part of the UFO community is going to go, wow, what the hell? And the other part of it's going to say, This is actually a this is a significant change in the conversation, which is what I think it is. Um, uh, I had her on last year, meaning 2017 in December, um, and now she's on a few other shows. I think um, I have her on again probably in February after the book's released because it's supposed to come out I think later this month, uh, the 20th or something like that. So it's coming up pretty quick. Um And the other thing is probably that that metamaterial stuff if they can one do anything with it you know to, to something newsworthy and two um it, i don 't think it 's explainable by current ways you understand things so they 're going to have to get around you know how to explain it when if if it is something useful and explainable they 're going to have to be able to explain it in a way that makes sense to people Because i don't i don't think it 's uh that metamaterial stuff is is normal. I would I would bet that it's not normal physical material that in a way that people understand it. I mean, I know that that, that sounds woo-woo. So you and think the alien and, alloys are real? I think I from what I hear, um it sounds like that, that it's not a it, it's I don't think it's a I don't think it's a money-making scam. I think it's kind of like there's too many people that are interested in it. And yeah. a lot of people that don't that aren't in TTSA I think that are interested in it too. Um all over the world. Um, and if, the, if, if there's people that don't want anybody to know that they're looking for it, that are looking for it, that means there might be something to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'll be interested to see. Yeah.
1: So I, that, I, that'll either I be jokingly
0: call it the alien alloys. Cause that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I, mean, I, I go call them because yeah. that's what they were called originally alien alloys. And it was yeah. like, what? Ah! what are you talking about Um, because that's
1: the only language we have to describe it that's why now they're called metamaterials or something so
0: yeah 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 yeah. they're trying to like it's the uap of alien alloys Um, (laughs) exactly (laughs) i said this maybe you can uh adam suggested we reclaim flying saucer but yeah I, i i'm like against uap as a as a um you know as, a, as an acronym or whatever yeah, as, yeah as and too I mean it sounds UFO.
1: yeah, it sounds like it, politically correct or something to me, I don't like it either I'm still going to say I'm going to still say UFO or flying saucer and I, I i don't care everybody knows what you're talking about, and it's it's kind of stupid it's like you say uIP it's like well we call it uIP now well so what it's the same thing unidentified air phenomena, unidentified flying objects, so what it's still something in the sky you don't know what it is, so right, right, and people are still going to say it's aliens. UFO means aliens. Like, no, it doesn't necessarily, and neither does UAP. Um, right, right. So we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it, I understand the the desire to rebrand UFO, but it's like it can't be another three letter acronym. It has to be some other completely thing we haven't even touched on yet. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we don't, yeah, know, yeah. you know, we don't know what it will be. But whatever replaces.
1: It's like UFO George Carlin said, like you completely know, completely
0: different from UFO.
1: Yeah. Like George Carlin said, changing the name of something doesn't make it better or make people to solve the problem. It just Doesn't
0: right. Exactly. And it's like when when they were calling them flying saucers for all that time, like I'm sure they never could have imagined that in the future we call them UFOs. So I think whatever we call them in the future, we can't imagine what it will be.
1: <laughs> I think um, it'll change now. when people's perception of what it is changes, not because of what you call it, but because of what um, is discovered around it, um, how it's described by people that are describing it in a different way. Then the name will change. It won't be called UFOs, and I think it won't even be. It won't even be something where there's a UFO community anymore. I think the UFO community will be further. I don't know about this year. Will be further marginalized as people with, like I said, with degrees and um, and equipment and funding and all that get, get to take a look at it. And it will not be called that because they don't want to be associated with, with that. They, w- they will call it whatever. They'll call it our research or the phenomenon or um, the, a new branch of science that we don't even know what it is yet. Um, I think that's already happening. It's just we haven't heard about it yet. Um, because since we're hearing inklings of it, you know there's something else going on that's probably a lot more advanced in in, uh, in the understanding, or further in the understanding than we think it is right now.
0: Yeah. Well, God willing, we'll learn something. I hope <laughs> that's so. All I, that's all I want to do is learn something.
1: So yeah, I mean that's not the best even attitude. Not not solve something. No, 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 just, no.
2: Or just, just learn something.
0: Yeah, it's called. You
1: know? Yeah, I've decided to call it a few years ago. I said I'm, I want to increase my understanding. I don't want to solve something. I want to get the. I don't want to say I I I got the solution to it, and here it is. Or somebody did. Understanding is much better because then it's an ongoing. See, here's uh, uh, language again, but um, yeah. understanding means there's still things to learn. Solved or I, you know, whatever means there's there's no yeah, question. Yeah, the
0: anymore. answer. Like you're not. Yeah. yeah. If you no. have
1: you have the idea there's an answer that you work. That's what you work towards. It's like it's this thing. It's like well, there's like a hundred other pieces of evidence that point to it not being that thing. So if you keep calling it that thing, or you know, we want disclosure. Well, what does disclosure mean? It means the government knows something about UFOs that we don't, and it's aliens coming from other planets. Now, that might not be what it is, but that, that's what you're aiming for. That's all that you're going to find. And if it's not what it's, what's going on, you're never going to get the answer because it's like, where are the aliens from other planets? Well, it's actually not aliens from other planets. Like, where are the aliens from the other planets? Like, Dude, we don't have any such thing. You're lying. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> right, exactly. I think it's a lot more complicated than that. Um and if you stop asking, you know, your your answer is encoded in your question. So stop asking those specific questions.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's all uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just driven to just to learn more. Not even to, yeah. to me it's like no, a great attitude. having anything proven, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm
1: totally on board with the uh, with the uh, yeah, your attitude's like I just want to learn more, that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I don't think I have anything else going on. As I said, I'll be—I'm going back into the cave for a while, and I'll be back. Uh, you know, when I'm back, this has been nice doing these shows. So, I kind of remember all the stuff I like and all the stuff I don't like about doing shows. So maybe <laughs> now, well, for real, for real.
1: No, I understand. I—I'm totally on board with. Uh, that, you know, love-hate kind of thing. I still like it enough. I want to keep doing it, and I don't do it on schedule like you do, so it makes it a little bit easier.
0: Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with this, with these shows, like, I had to do, you know, they kind of had to do, had to be certain times of, <laughs>
1: like... I know, but off, you know what? You but... you knew that there was an end in sight. It's like, oh, I don't have to do one next week. So it becomes a lot more fun than, like, oh, my God, I'm done with this. What are we going to do next week? It's like, you know...
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that, yeah... That was one of the things that, like, I liked about this, and I remembered, like, because there were, you know, it, not to get too meta, but it was like, I did a, mm. a group, a couple of group shows, you know, one of them, uh, the Paramania one, and then it was like, oh, I got this free week here between now and Stan, and should I do this, should I get something in? should I do this, until finally, like, it was kind of just too late to do a show that week, and it was like, I hate, I hate this feeling, like, that I have to fill, you know, I have to, like, I have to fill this week, so... Yeah. You know, uh, so, so I'll probably take stock of all the things that I picked up over the last, uh, over the holidays, uh, the Ben holiday season, and then uh, fabricate something probably, you know, in in the spring, late spring, I hope, maybe post-Paramania.
1: Okay. Uh, since we're both on and you've been a guest before, I th- I, I, can I pick the music? And I know you like this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've learned how to play it on guitar too and I love playing it. Queen Bitch by David Bowie.
0: Oh, nice. Let me mention one more thing. Sorry. Go ahead. uh I should uh, yeah. I uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything cuz the the, the one off that I was thinking of doing is I really should get uh I really should do like an interview with Lauren uh, Coleman because I'm going to be the MC oh. for the uh the International Cryptozoology Conference in late April uh, uh in Portland, Maine. So, okay. Put, put in yeah. a good
1: word for me there. Maybe, maybe I can make it out this time.
0: I will. I will. It breaks my heart, though, because Kutch is going to be down in Providence that weekend. So it's like, oh. ah, damn, we're going to be looking close, but we can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so people Google the International Cryptozoology Conference. will find more info, and uh, if I can find, like, the, the wherewithal to do a show with Lauren... Uh, I'd like to like sort of really push it so people know about it more. But yeah, I want to make sure I at least plug that now because who knows? Oh yes, I not please. Get around to do that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ashes to ashes is my favorite Bowie song, but anyway, this is my second favorite. Thank you so much, Tim.
0: Thank you, Greg, for doing this.
1: Yeah, I mean, and thanks for kind of setting this all up and getting all the you know getting all the ducks in the row about what we were going to talk about and giving giving us a nice list of stuff to talk about. Um, you did all the work, and I appreciate it.
0: Well, I've learned to take great pride in this. Well, I guess I have not learned, but I have. I've grown to take great pride in these. We've been doing this for like 11, 12 years now, so. Have we? Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. I was looking... Like the first one we did, we talked about in Stephenville, so that's how long ago it was. I think that was like, I want to say 2007. When people said, stop
1: complaining about ufology. Why do you keep complaining about it? Actually, that affected me. Since then, I've only had people on who I think are changing (laughs) ufologies for the better, or at least uh, paranormal research. Anyway.
0: That's kind true in a sense because i was kind of (laughs) kind of cognizant that yeah the special has a reputation for cynicism so i tried to like (laughs) i tried to err on the side of optimism uh in the last few years and definitely this year where it's like you know i'm fucking worried about the new year but (laughs) um you know i had a great year so let's hope uh, we can all you know make it through this year and everything
1: yes let 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 us hope well thanks again tim here's here's bowie and i'll talk to you soon
0: all right i'll talk to you later buddy. all right Good night.
1: Good night. Thanks there for
0: listening, go. folks. Hi. Oh, yeah. I'm up on the 11th floor, and I'm watching the cruisers below. we
2: know. It's down on the street, and it's dry hard, the full system flow. My weekend's at an all-time low
0: Cause she's hoping to score So I can't see her letting him go Walk out kind of her heart Walk out kind of her mind Oh, not her
2: She's so sweety and her sad in the tan In her rock-gold and liberty-bobly-had Oh, God, I could do better than old ambassadors talking like fucking games and oh, she's known in the darkest clubs for pushing ahead of the days and she says she can't do anything, she can't do it she don't make false plays but she's a queen, she's a queen and she's, queen, she's, queen, she's laughter, she's a... At all. Yeah, I lay down a while
0: Look at my hotel wall And down on the street So I thought